Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. For a link to unrespond. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. Will you hold the line when every one of them is giving up and giving in? Tell me, in this house of mine, nothing ever comes without a consequence of cost. Tell me, will the stars align? Will heaven step in? Will it save us from the question the is, is what will we become? It's always the goal in camp to get every player to be ready to compete at the highest level that he can with the most consistency over the entire season. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. So what we do is important, but how we do what we do becomes more and more important. And that's for every guy here in terms of how we do what we do. We got to do it better. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. And that means that we have to impose our will to dominate the competition all the time. The first thing you have to do is you have to have toughness. You got to be tougher than everybody that we play. I'm talking about mental toughness, and I think everybody can relate to it. It's all about what does it take to break you? What does it take to break your focus because you get frustrated about what happened on the last play? What does it take to make you give in? Because it's hot outside, or you're tired, or you don't feel like running to the ball, or giving effort, or finishing the play like you should, because of how you feel, whether you're a little bit hurt, what does it take to break you? When you go through camp, it's going to be difficult, because you're getting yourself ready to play an entire season at a high level. So everybody here has got to have a lot of mental toughness to be able to sustain what we do at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. Or that's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. Just because you miss a block, or you get blocked, or you miss a tackle, or you fumble the ball. What does it take to break you? There's no easy way. Everybody here knows that I've always talked about discipline. But I think having toughness is what helps you be able to maintain the discipline that you need to have to do what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, the way it's supposed to get done, because you minimize the circumstances that can affect your ability to do that. Thank you, Coach. Eight minutes after the hour. It's the Rick and Bubba Show. It's the kickoff hour. I'm Helmsy alongside Greg Burgess. Big day today. We got all kinds of headlines, things that happened in our world throughout yesterday. You know, just personal stuff. We'll chat about it. We'll walk it out. We've got Eddie Van Adler, Chris Adler. He's rocking TV. Hello, YouTubers. Good morning to you. Good afternoon to you. Good evening. I don't know. Maybe the middle of the night when you're watching this. I don't know. RickandBubba.com for everything Rick and Bubba. Gregory, how are you today, sir? Oh, I'm ready to roll, buddy. Just ready to roll. Are we're, you? We're still a man down. We are. We're hanging in there. Speedy is out. He is with uh, his wife, Terry, in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Funny text we got from him I, yesterday. I know. I saw that. And that's surprising because he bit. grew up around the beach. I know. 
he, he um yeah he, he, i'll read it word for word go ahead. um he uh and, and to your point i don't i didn't i to be honest i didn't know he felt like this in the first place no okay so he uh bubba checked in and just said hey 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 speedy how's your trip going and he said that things are going great i was re- able to reconfirm to myself how much i disliked the beach today i know that's and that's all he gave us, which was that a funny means he comment. Sunburn and sand in his crack. I I, I don't know because that's the things about the beach. When you're fair skinned, I'm fair skinned too, and the beach can be rough. It is. I, I enjoy I enjoy going to the beach. I'm not one of these guys that hangs out all day. I like the little best of both worlds. Go out yeah. there a little bit, come back. I like it to be close to where I'm staying, so I don't yeah, have to make I a like, day. Yeah, out. I'm like you. I don't want to be. But out his all day. his comment caught me off guard. Didn't know what was going on there. I didn't realize he. Had that feeling. I didn't know. I didn't either. Um, so anything happened in your world yesterday? Oh, just a lot of rain. A lot of rain on the way home. It is still raining that. here a lot. Uh, and a lot like of rain on the way back this morning. Yeah, I didn't, I, that must have happened uh, overnight for me or, or while I was sleeping. Or maybe it just went, uh, uh, it was north. Yeah, it must have know, been. Because or of, east. From, I don't know. From my house to about uh, Moody. Okay. It was now, early it was really coming down. Right. Things were wet at our house, but it wasn't raining. Oh, of course, man. now it, it it was wet inside my house for some reason. I'm about to call Stegall today. Oh, you know, no. One call does it all. Stegall right. was out at my house better last week. Better call Stegall. Yeah, and I, that when you're dealing with water, you better call them, and I mean quick. And, and they do uh, everything. I've had them at my house on my air, my heating and cooling unit. They do a great job. We had a we had a sink that was um, stopped up, and we we were like, well, you know. It, we've got a bunch of sinks in the house, so who cares? We just won't use that sink. I'm not calling them for that. Well, then we had a shower that started stopping up. Oh, boy. And I thought, okay, i got to get Stig off. We can't have a shower and a sink down. We just can't. And so uh, they came out last week, knocked it out. I think they were there maybe an hour and just got both of them back to, to working. But this morning I walked into the garage to get in the car, did a weird thing last night that I've never done Kind of liked it. Took a little more time. Today's garbage day, so I'm I, you know, I'm pulling the garbage cans up to the top, and I can pull them up. I hook them up to the back of the tailgate. I pull them up, get them off. My neighbors were looking at me funny yesterday. They were out on the front uh, their front porch and across the street, and they were like, "What is you could tell? What is he doing? Like, why does he keep pulling? Because they couldn't see the garbage can because the car was blocking it until I brought it around the car and put it on the top." But when I back, I backed back down and I backed into my garage, which was different. And so this morning, I had to go a different way to get into the driver's seat. Oh, okay. And when I did, I felt something hit me in the head. And I thought, was that water? No, that's never good. And I thought, well, you did just get out of the shower a few minutes ago. Maybe you got a drip from your hair. And I thought, no, that was too. So I took a deep breath and I was like, man, please up. don't let this be water. And I took my flashlight because it was pitch black dark in the garage. I took my flashlight on my phone and just aimed it up, and there it was. There she was. And I went, put that on your list. And then I went down to the garage floor, and it's wet. Not bad. At least it's in the garage. I know. I know. Could be worse. So still not good. I'm, it could only be. It could be one of two things. Um, where it is, it's either the shower or the toilet. <laughs> I think it's the shower. Um, I don't know. So, Boy, don't uh, you love a good leak? the reason I say, I don't think it's the toilet Who is don't because it was leak? a good bit of water and it was, um, I only flushed the toilet once, 
this morning. And that's the shower that you used? Yes. And now it could have been the sink because I did brush my teeth, mm. but that was pretty quick. Mm-mm. And so I don't, but there, there was a, there's, it wasn't a ton of water, but, it, but I could also tell the insulation was around it was wet too. And I started to pull it and see, but I thought, you know what, Hams, back out of here, get to work. You need to get there early. Speedy's gone and call Stegall. So Stegall, I'll be calling you here in a little bit to get ready for that. Wow. Get it done. Had something else happen yesterday. Uh, We we did a refile on our house. We took advantage of these ridiculous low interest rates. Um, You know, Amanda and I are on a 10-year plan. Yes. That's kind of you know my plans and goals, and yeah, so we're we're yeah, ten year plan, down, and this is helping our ten year plan. But a guy asked me the the closing attorney yesterday as we were sitting in these wasn't as wasn't as bad as it normally was as I remember. Um, I don't think we were in there thirty minutes. You sign a bunch of stuff, yeah, but it doesn't seem like it was as bad as it normally is. But you could tell this was a young father that he he had a three and a half year old and a two year old. I think it was boy girl, may have been two girls, but I think it was boy girl. And I think it was actually girl, boy, girl being the oldest. And you could tell when we were kind of doing the pleasantries and opening up with conversation and just enjoying the conversation. And he just leaned in and looked at Amanda and I and he said, does it get any easier? You could tell he was struggling. I wouldn't miss that. A little drama at the house. And so I thought, I'll tell you what I told him when we come back. Okay. And I want some, I want, I need advice from you on this too, because I, I, I felt like I led him in a in a good way. I think we had a really good conversation, but it made me think, Hams, you really don't know. You hadn't you hadn't taken it to the finish line yet, it, and so you have, Greg Burgess. Yeah, yeah, You've I'm, taken it to the finish line. So my point is, I want to know. I'm going to tell you what I told him, and then I want to know what your thoughts are on the toughest parenting stages that you went through mm. as far as the ages of the kids. Mm. And I know it's probably different for most everybody. And I'd like the audience to take part in this too. 866-WE'D-BE-BIG. Um, what do you think was the toughest age to parent in? And so hold that. We're going to go to break. And I want to know. And I'll tell you what I told him. But I'll say this. He looked he looked desperate for some help. He looked tired. He, probably, he was probably in his, I don't know, seventh or eighth closing that day. But all he could think about was, man. Yeah, I bet he has been busy. My parenting right now. How was that on his mind, I wonder? He was tired. He was struggling. You were like, huh? Got a three-and-a-half-year-old and and two-year-old, Greg. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It brings me to my knees. 21 minutes after the hour, it's the kickoff hour on the Rick and Bubba Show. Helmsy alongside Greg Burgess. We did mention Speedy out this week. Out. Should be back with us Friday, enjoying a little vacay. Friday. Uh, when we left last segment, I was talking about uh, having a conversation with a gentleman that um, he just straight up said, as far as parenting, hey, does it get any better? And you could tell he was struggling. He was. He's got a three-and-a-half-year-old and a two-year-old. And I immediately, I just kind of looked at him, leaned in, and I said, do you want me to tell you what you want to hear, or do you want me to tell you the truth? And, and when I said that, Amanda jumped in. She was with me, my wife, and she said, I hate to break it to you, but it gets a little, it gets tough. You're in a tough, this is what she said. She goes, you're in a tough, I thought it was good advice. She said, you're in a tough stage, and you're going to come out of that, 
very soon. And it's going to be some joyous times over the next couple of years. But the teenage years have been the toughest for us. Hmm. And and I, I agreed with her. I, I just I looked at the guy and I said, that's what I would have told you. So I ask you, Greg Burgess, who has been through it all and now a granddad, you know, what what are what do you think your toughest stages? Tough. They're Stress, all different, but just the man. To me, the early is, was when you go through that when you first get them home and you're completely clueless. That's that's just the anxiety of that, and then you settle in a little bit, and you have just one. But then you add multiples in there, yeah. you know, another. To me, and I've been very fortunate. And, you have, you and, have. Uh, just from you know they when they started school was stressful because Lisa stayed home with both of them. So when they went to kindergarten, that's the first time they ever went anywhere. And I want to. I want to stop like you, man. That. They didn't like that. You at say all. you're fortunate. You were. I think parenting is lucky sometimes too. But you and Lisa have also done a good job to set them up to be successful. So don't say just we've been fortunate. Yes, you have. But at the same time, there's something y'all have done that worked. Uh, I, like I said, I, it's all stressful. But and no, <laughs> it is. But but what I'm saying, like to me, the transition, just little things from hey, I'm a baby, and then you get used to that. Yeah. That to me, that was the scariest thing. That first few months was scariest. Yeah. Ever, and then you oh, we got a potty train. That's stressful. The potty train was was, and then like I said, they stayed home with Lisa when they went to kindergarten. That's the first time they'd been away. Neither one of them adjusted very well at that, and those were short. Yeah, but stress. But to be honest, busy, like you know, stress of busy is when they get teenagers, because yeah. which is not a bad thing, because at least they're not sitting at home doing nothing. No, you're nothing, right. You're right. But they were really involved. Yeah. So that, and then you're trying to work. You got a job, and you got all that too. All these places you got to be. That can get a little stressful. But I've just, you know, just phases. And then to me, as they get older, once they got where they could drive and kind of do their own thing, except for the worry of them, you always worry about them driving. Yeah. But they could, they can run errands. They can do it. starts there's, getting a little a less bonus. stressful yeah. once you get to that point. Well, and you're close. And that's, and that's what I told the guy. I said, I think I can start to see us coming out of that a little bit. Yeah. And I said, I, I, I hope I'm right on this. I think we're, we have had a, a year that's been pretty tough. Year and a half, and I think well, we're, you, we're, y'all thrown pandemic in kids well, at home we have. from school, we and have. see, I've never dealt with anything like that. Well, I, I, um, so you would agree the teenage. So you're saying the teenage years probably as for you me, played it out just then me. that was, and that's kind of what you have I've some people to. that go. That's the worst, you know, yeah. depending on how the how just you know things happen. But for me, looking back, once they got kind of self sufficient, that yeah. that was it, it got easier. 866-WE-BE-BIG. want to hear from you on this. Uh, Chuck is in Hoover. Chuck, how are you? Yeah, guys, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm a lot older than y'all. I've been through it all. I'm, I'm now in the granddad stage. And which and, is uh, great. It, it's it's fantastic. Greg knows this. Oh, but, wow. Uh, we had the five kids, or excuse me, four kids, five and under. The, the last <laughs> oh, ones were, were, were twins. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell skip. you this. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, the teenage years, we had four driving at the same time. Oh, see, that's the, we had two cars totaled, uh, two other accidents. How about uh, that insurance bill you had? How about that insurance? <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I, I was having to work two jobs trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to keep the insurance paid and cars and, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, they were great kids. So I don't, uh, you know, they were really great kids. They're all married now. I've got kids of their own and, uh, 
you know, there's an old country song that says you're going to miss it or something like yeah, that. You know, miss when they get gone. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And let me tell you something. When they're really young, it is stressful, but you know where they are and you're in control most of the time. Good point. And Good uh, I, I think that's the I think that's the key point. When they all start driving, you don't know where the heck they are. Of course, now they've got apps to track them and stuff. Sure. We didn't have that back in my, in my day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, it, it's something. Enjoy them while you can. But I tell you, like the old guy told me one time, if I'd known how much fun grandkids were, I'd had them first. Amen yeah. to that. Because <laughs> there's nothing better. Uh, it's just good times. It's all you're, you're. You know, it's fun time, and then you when it gets time for everybody's mad you just send them home you know that's the best part and I, i'll tell you who's making all the money all these uh different dance recitals Ooh. and all these cheerleader competitions oh my goodness you know you go there and it's twenty dollars a person and yes. you know you stay there all day and i mean you know it, it's just I, I mean i love them to death and i'm gonna do it but you're right you know, travel ball travel <laughs> oh ball, yeah all the stuff i mean you, you know, know Speedy needs a trophy. Just, uh, <laughs> oh, I agree. In there with all that crap, you know, and and you know, and and the sad thing is, you know, they've got a a one in a million chance of playing professional ball, yeah. or being a, a college cheerleader, and and all of that. And uh, but yet, you got to support them, and you got to let right. them live out that dream. You know, that's right. You're right. And um, wow, your your numbers though, and their ages. Added to the stress, you know. You're right. I remember. I remember us being busy with little league sports and this, and because we always coached and volunteered. Lisa was always yeah. the cheerleader sponsor. Blah blah blah. And I remember we well, we see. brought it up the other day. We're like we used to get stressed and kind of complain then, yeah. but I wish I was doing it again. You know. Well, you know the the, the big deal. You got to have a uh, you got to have a good group of carpool people, and yeah. you got to have friends you trust, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, a good a good church to go to to kind of keep them busy too, and. Uh, you know, and then you got to pray every day that uh, you know that they'll you oh, know right. uh, that they'll, they'll do the right thing and stay on the right course. And you know, there's a verse in Proverbs that if you train them up, they'll go straight. And so far, we've uh, we've seen that promise you know, you come go. true. So uh, anyway, appreciate it, guys. Enjoy it. We're probably the only few people that are up this time of day. Well, look, man, that's a great. We appreciate it. that's a great call. Like I say, you can really speak on stress of parenting with that with that age group that you got wow. chuck thank you so wow. much I, I don't know let, 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 let me say one other thing yeah please the most difficult thing is not your kids it's when you have to become a parent to your parents mm, that's well, the yeah. stressful part that's you are the correct part that's yeah. the that's the tough part and all of y'all are going to probably be in there one day oh and, yeah uh, uh, God bless when you get there because, man, that's tough. You are correct. Chuck, thank you so much, man. We've got to go to break. That was excellent. I needed that. By the way, I'm writing Chuck's number down and uh, probably call you from time to time Chuck's as a pick-me-up. That was huge. I think you helped a lot of people there. I know you helped me. We'll be back 29 minutes after the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. 35 minutes after the hour, it's the kickoff hour. It's The Rick and Bubba Show. Helmsy alongside Greg Burgess. Greg, who's taking care of this hour? This portion of The Rick and Bubba Show is sponsored by our friends at alabamaroadtrips.com. Hey, who doesn't love a good old-fashioned road trip? If you're looking for a fun family vacation that's free, 
Thanks to our friends at alabamaroadtrips.com, you can now enter to win the out-of-this-world family road trip. Now, this trip is a value totaling $3,500, and it's a perfect weekend getaway for the adventurous family. All the lodging and the meals are included, plus you'll get $1,500 spending money. Wow, how about that? And you can customize the trip however you want. It's located at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, Alabama, and your family will be able to dress the part with your very own aviation flight suits. You get to do all kinds of cool stuff. Now, we're going to announce the winner on Friday, July the 9th, right here on the show. So go enter and win the out-of-this-world family road trip today at alabamaroadtrips.com. That's alabamaroadtrips.com, or find the link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors page. Good stuff. rickandbubba.com for everything, Rick and Bubba. Out of this world. Real quick, College World Series update. Don't know if you know this or not. Vandy got beat yesterday. You know who took them out? The The, Wolfpack. The Pack. The Wolfpack has knocked off Arkansas, which was the number one seed oh, overall. Giant and, killers, and now what they call them. They, that's exactly what they call them. And so now Vandy finds themselves in an elimination game on Wednesday uh, against Stanford, who beat Arizona yesterday in a, an elimination game. You know, Vandy threw their ace. This is this is what's tough about base, baseball. Andy threw their ace, Jack Leiter, who is Al Leiter's son, yeah. by the way. Unbelievable. I think he struck out 15. Think about this. Whoa. Through eight innings. Re- so he did all he could remarkable, do. Remarkable outing. 15 innings. I mean, 15 Ks. Eight innings. They got beat one nothing. Yeah, he, he's looking around going, a little help with the bats, guys. Ah, Come on. Hey, so, can you give me two runs? I held them to one. You know? Today's lineup, you've got an elimination game. You Tennessee fans have got to play Texas. That'll be fun. I think that's around 1 o'clock today, Central Time. And then Mississippi State and Virginia – uh, later this evening. So there's your College World Series update. Greg, I've heard of arrests being made over stealing things. This is a little much. California man arrested for allegedly stealing 42,000 pounds of pistachios, which is hard to say, by it, the way. It's one of those words I try to stay away from. They're valued at over $100,000. He was going to resell them. That, that was a reason. Because you think, why is a man stealing pistachios? Well, he's, he's doing that because he can sell them. Because if you've ever bought any Nut, they're expensive. They are. Nuts are expensive. They are very expensive. And a routine inspection, they they located that he had his truck full of 21 tons of pistachios. <laughs> and routine, they found him. And he is uh, he had had them moved into smaller bags, ready to resell them. Had him a little business going, but he got hammered. But here's the question we were talking about. How do you feel about pistachios? I like pistachios. Do you? I, I really struggle with that word. I, I mean, um, it's tough to stay. Stay. See, look what it did to the second word after. It, I think that's what it is. It's what it does to the words around stay. it. Um, I, these are one of those things I look at them and I go, man, those look good. A little bit I, of work. And I eat a few and I don't want that many. Yeah. And do you remember when they were, did they still make them when they're pink? You know, you brought this up they earlier off air. The shell. I've the never, shell would be I didn't pink. know that, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. When the I ones I've up, always eaten is the shell was, was that, I don't know, natural. cream, natural color. And then there was a little green. Uh, into the, uh, they used look. to for some reason they dyed them pink or red, but when when I because they get all over your fingers, huh? I'm not. A, I mean, they're okay. I'll look at them, and go, man, I want some of those, and I'll eat about three, and I'm like, hey. This is a question I can ask. Why? Uh, the, what about the salty shell you chew on? This and I like it, I, and it is a little work. I like this nut. Okay, <laughs> I do. Um, and this is one of those uh, things I can ask. I think without Speedy being here. Um, why are nuts expensive? They are. Is it the is it the harvesting process? I don't. Yeah. What is, is it? I don't know. Does it? You're right. I mean, is there a lot of cost involved in in harvesting them and then I mean, preparing almonds, them and um, almonds packaging? Are not cheap. 
Um, Almonds are ridiculous. Um, these are not cheap. What about hazelnuts? Hey, uh, <laughs> there's what's the other one I like so much um, in the nut family? I like the Spanish Redskins. But nuts are expensive. Why are I want to know why? I want somebody to answer the question. Why You'll grab are you a nuts bag expensive? of almonds at the grocery store and check it out? About nine bucks. Well, there's another one that's expensive too. In my mind, it's left me. cashews. That's it. Yeah. I like a good cashew, but they're expensive. They are cashews are expensive. I think the cheapest is just a plain peanut, and they're they're not that cheap. But you know, like you get the little planters in the jug. Think about lightly salted dry. Roasted. Just think about how many pistachios there's that the forty two thousand pounds it says a hundred thousand dollars value this guy had a you plan got, you don't you don't just walk by and grab forty two thousand pounds of pistachio you know what i'm saying he had he had help on the inside he had to wow that's uh that's quite the the nut inventory so they uh, they discovered 21 tons had gone missing from a designated lot okay at a trucking company so yeah this was a this was a big time operation did he really? Where do you sell them on the black market? No. Do you go up, like pull up, and go, "Hey, anybody want any pistachios? Got some?" Or is this an eBay, Amazon thing? I don't know. Probably well, catches he, up with. He you was at some committed point. to it. Yeah. I mean, he didn't just grab a few. I went through a, a process last night for the. Mr. Allen, I, I hope you're not too mad at me. I was running a little bit late this morning, and I was hoping you wouldn't be too mad with me. 51 minutes after the hour. Rick and Bubba Show. Helms here alongside Greg Burgess. Speedy out this week. He may join us Friday. He's at the beach with Terry hanging beach. out. Greg Burgess is here. That's right. Greg, the year was 1971. What a year it was. 1971, I was you want to take a shot five at, years old. Okay. How about that? You want to take a shot at three things that happened. Three that, major that things. That significantly impacted our world. Okay, and this was in 71. 1971. I was playing in the yard and didn't care. The year gave us Starbucks. It's been around that long. It has. Didn't know that. And that's why I'm, that's one of the reasons I'm bringing this up. Had no mm, idea. Yeah, I had no idea. It wasn't around here nowhere. It wasn't. But it was founded. And think about the impact that it's had on people since 1971 and continues. If you don't believe it continues to grow today, you can go right here after the show and look at the line. Oh, yeah. you nearly people kill themselves getting there. They run through a stop sign every day. They do. The other thing, Disney World. Mm, 1971. Disney World was Disneyland was already built, I guess. I think so. So down in Orlando, so Disney of, World. Think about that. That's okay. a big deal. So Still. you've got Starbucks and Disney World both 71. created in the same year. Okay. But that, I don't think, uh, was the most significant thing. The voting age changed what was from it? 21 to 18. Mm, we might want to reconsider that. Thank you, sir. How about that? Because nowadays... I think with this bunch we got coming up, and I'm not. Listen, I'm I'm a uh, I'm an advocate of youth. Okay. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. I I I want the title you put on. I want to pour into this generation. Okay. Now yeah, I, I, you I do. For. You do, and so I think it's I think it's a challenge, but I also think there's some good things that come out of it. Sure. 
But I will say this about them. I think an 18-year-old today is not – they're they're more like a 14- or 15-year-old yeah. maturity level. Okay? And if you're 18 and listening, maybe you're not in maybe that you're an average. Exception. Maybe you're an exception. Not talking to you if you are. Yeah. But if you look around – look, I can speak to this because I was once 18. I was yeah, once 24, 25. I was once 14. So I know, and I've asked my parents, and I've asked people that were around me at these different times, how was my maturity level? How does it compare to those that are doing this now? And I and I think this was, a looking back, probably a pretty big mistake. <laughs> I mean, serious business. I, I'm serious. And and so um, I don't want to take your right to vote at 18 away. No, I think it's safe. I mean, we're not going to do that. No, we're not, we're not doing that. But I, but I think it is one of those things that you need to look at and go, you know what, kids are just not as mature at – um, you know, I, th- I think I, it is a known fact that our brains are not fully developed until you're like 23 to 25. Is that right? That's a fact. You can look it up. So, um, look it up. And when, Science, you, were, when you were 21 and I, I saw something yesterday, um, Science. what is the guy's, um, last name's Chris, uh, the comedian. What is his name? Chris? Yeah. I don't know. John Chris. John Chris. Thank you. Eddie Van Adler. He's a comedian. Got in trouble a couple years oh, ago. Oh yeah, dude. Now, now I he's him. now I he's come him. back. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. He's doing a bit right now on on this thing that I'm talking about. I got you. And it is hilarious. And he's talking about the fact that you know, um, what about these kids that are that are used to, the people that built this country and made this country possible and the things that were 18 year old kids. Think about that. Yeah. They went off to war and they fought for this sure. country. And this is why we have the things we have. And now they are dying for safe places. Yeah. That's their big battle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and big difference. It is. And so um, it's not necessarily – and I think it's our fault too as parents. We're, we're making these decisions sure. that are putting these kids in these situations. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the year was 1971. 1971. Greg, Starbucks, Starbucks. was founded. I didn't realize that was that long ago. Disney World was created – and we lowered the voting age. Out of those three, I'm glad for Disney World the most. Well, then maybe it's getting a little weird. But <clears> I will say, I will say, changed. Starbucks. But when I was a kid, I was like, "Wow, Disney World!" Oh, did you ever go as a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we were, did too. We were a little like, older than than. I think I was around ten, ten years old. My maybe. brother and I debate this. I think we were fourteen and thirteen. He thinks we were twelve and eleven. We could probably just look at some pictures and turn the pictures over, and there'll probably be a date there and settle that. But we've discussed this before, he and I. And uh, but we were we were starting our teenage years. Yeah, I, for sure. We were like ten, and then the I think next, that's a good age. And then eight the next to 10. time, I never I never cared my kids. I guess I'm a bad parent. But then the next time I went to Disney World, I was staying there because we were working a hurricane around Orlando, and they put us up at Disney World. That's where we stayed. How about that? So that was pretty good. I think uh, until you went to buy a cup of coffee and it was eight bucks, but yeah, I think Starbucks has probably impacted my world more than anything, and not because I like their coffee and not because I like Starbucks, but because I think they made coffee um, just a bigger brand than it was. Yeah, it was the end thing to do instead of getting into the gas station. Yeah, and so uh, it even made the gas station step their their game up. Yeah, because the old. Just yeah, got do. the pot sitting there. Most of them are gone now. You got all multiple flavors and, and all and this. I'm cool. gonna tell you, you can get a used to. You couldn't. It was it was uh, it was jet black and sitting there for no Ever. telling how long oh, on you that just burner. Dump it in that 
styrofoam cup and, and of course then you're lucky if then. there was a sweetener laying around or some oh, cream and it would be just spread out and all the straws would be dumped yeah. gas stations have turned their oh, coffee game up, up tremendously well, and that's what i'm talking some about of the old ones out there see starbucks has forced that on everybody they have. They and have. and and that you know so that's uh but that's a good thing and that's what impacted me so you love starbucks the most disney world really it's, it's nah, I'm not one of these I'm just, yeah you know I've been one time. I was ten. My kids are not that fired up about Disney. Um, by the way, I'm seeing that their pricing right now is ridiculous. Oh yeah, coming out of COVID. Um, and oh, it's unbelievable. But that's another thing. You yeah. better have some change, son. Yeah, they like it a lot. Yes, I mean a lot. everything. Everything there has got a big price on it. Won't tackle this today, but um, I think we got a peppermint thief in the office. Oh, a little peppermint thief. Yeah, I didn't know you had peppermint. I'm going to set. Some, I, it's, I'm not the thief, but I would have been. If I'm going to set some traps and see who's getting my peppermints. Are I think I know them, who it is. Are they wiping them and out? And it's fine. Oh yeah, don't even have one left. Had a whole jar of them in my office, and then it's completely gone. How many of those did you think you ate? Not many. Uh, well, I had a I had a box of Therabreath next to it, yeah. <clears throat> and I've been working that box because it's a better product. Yeah. For for breath, fresh it breath. Is, it is. And so. I haven't even been getting into the peppermints, but somebody has because mm. it's empty. You got a peppermint thief. And I, there's a baseball sitting on top, like inside the cup they were in. They have to move it. They have to move it. Wow, a lot of effort. I think it's Rick. Probably. And I'm fine with it. He can have a peppermint. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I'm under the sponsor. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Six minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866. We be big is the number. And we thank you for being with us. A brand new hour has begun. And it starts with the national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled past the hour the rick and bubba show 866 we be big is our number and we're excited to move forward 
And we thank you for being with us today. If you're here and, you know, you haven't, it's not your desire to be here, somebody's making you listen or watch, we're thankful you're here anyway. We'll take any way we can get Greg, Helmsy, Adler, I've already given you a kickoff hour. Uh, Speedy is on vacation this week. Rick and Bubba interns today, Millie Vanilli Wafer. Uh, we have Boom Boom Pazooka is here, uh, picking and cheering. I think I saw her too. Uh, all helping out today, earning their degrees from Rick and Bubba University in common sense. Common sense now is like having a superpower. We'll unpack the stories of the day, the world is, uh, as wacky as ever. Uh, and we look forward to talking with you. Will of Meat is in play, so that's uh, that's another week, another opportunity there uh, for you to possibly uh, win on the Will of Meat. Look right there. Uh, the pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. Most of you probably know him best as a silver tongue one, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and a master of the king's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussey! Howdy, Bubba! How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates everywhere, welcome into the little party we call Rick and Bubba, your two warriors in the culture war. Yep. Oh, yeah. Serpentine fire. Found out there was a few more elements to it than that. Yes, uh, we did. I, the and you know it's uh, they used to have a great intro to get on stage. Oh yeah, uh, when they bring out those elements. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I hate I never got to see them in fire. concert. When they, I mean, as, when they as had many, it. as many, I, I saw some good ones, but I, Boy, their I intro, never, I never got to see them during their heyday. Mean, when they brought the horns, they about yeah. ten of them. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They do that and show the different elements, and, the, and, they, and they hit that stage. You look up there and say, is there room for one more? <laughs> <laughs> well, no tracks behind them. Was no, no tracks. tracks. No. Everything was live. I don't know how they handle payroll, but, buddy, they had they had a big one. Yeah. yeah. The Phoenix Horns were letting it fly. <laughs> letting it roll. Well, they, yeah, I'd like to have seen them. Gosh, they, they were good. You know, I know there's a version of them that may still be out there, but they, it's just something about. You know, I saw I saw the Gap Band right at their peak. I saw Roger and Zap. Uh, they were all the same concert. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, Cool and the Gang at their peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put on a good show. Yeah, they do. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, I saw Foreigner and, uh, God, who was the other, uh, Journey, but it was, it was, you know, it was after Later. Steve Perry, you know. Well, was, yeah, that, those are those concerts you go to. And when you but sit, it was still good. I know, but, but there's something about members of the band needing oxygen. Yeah, for uh, uh, Lou, yeah. was it, who's the lead singer? Lou Graham. Lou Graham. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, he was on. This new guy he had sounds just like thing him. on. Yeah. You know. In yeah. uh, during the concert, yes, that's, yeah. that's never a good sign. Yeah. It just kind of takes Rick, away from the cool factor. Now Rick yeah. and I saw the Commodores when Lionel Richie was still in. Oh, this, I'm, I'm talking I, about Brickhouse at, at, yeah. at the peak, and they were the same way. They had a back. They had silver, them, the silver white yes, with mirrors. the mirrors all over. Yeah, and they yeah. had a, a band that played behind them. Mean Machine. Mean Machine. So, again, there were no tracks. People played. Right. So they played because, like, the drummer would come down and sing Brick House, but you had to have right. somebody else play the drum. Right. So everything was live. So no I didn't tracks. see them either. I and Roger opened and Zap opened yeah. for them. And you remember that, Rick? He was, yeah. This is the first concert I've been to. Yeah. I was in, like, the eighth grade. And uh, he came out with a mirrored Flying V guitar. He could play really good. Oh, yeah. And he was on this guy's shoulder, and they brought him through the audience. It was cool. When I saw Roger, they had, like, an entire – it kind of looked like an Egyptian – Gang of about seven or eight, and they had the poles he on the shoulder, and they had the tent on top of that. Uh, yeah. And they was walking through, you know, and the tent would stop. And he'd stick his head out, and the crowd <laughs> would scream. And then mm-hmm. it was he there was a lot of presentation on an uncomfortable moment. Greg, do you remember who the in between band was? I the, the middle band. I absolutely do. Ashford and Simpson. Ashford and Simpson. Yeah. That felt a little solid. It was, I mean, yeah. I mean, was, we were ready to get to the. I know. I, that just, that's one of those kinds. You, you didn't really want your friends to see you there, but, but I mean, it was. Uh, no, I just. I've never mentioned them. I always say, what was Commodores and Zap? Uh, it was Commodores at their peak. At I mean, the they peak, were huge. They owned it. Yeah. It was, was there. Yeah, when I saw the Gap Band, they were you know dropped the bomb. Was at number one. They oh, and they sure. dropped the bomb for about forty five minutes. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. With a big screen playing their video behind them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just. Uh, yeah, you know, those... Charlie Wilson and brothers. By yeah, way. yeah, it, it's the just Wilsons. a, it's a different. And you know, I remember with Earth, Wind, and Fire back to them. What was so cool, and I can't remember the guy's name, um, but he was he was he he was not Philip Bailey. He was the other guy, the guy that yeah. sings more lead. Yeah, and uh, and you got to think about he was he was one of the first people I'd ever seen that made a receding hairline cool. Oh yeah, yeah. little oh, short yeah. guy. I mean, he had a receding Didn't hairline, he but he was just—he was still yeah. so cool. Yeah, he could sing so well. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I'll never forget yeah, when I, I told Maurice Don, White, yeah. Don Juan DeMarco, that uh, yeah, Maurice. Uh, when I broke it to him that Charlie Wilson, which had turned into more of a R and B singer. That he was actually, it was him and his brothers were the Gap Band, and he didn't know that. Yeah. That blew his mind. I remember. That was a big day. Yeah, it was. I remember that. Yeah. Revelation. It was. I mean, you just, just watch stuff come together. <laughs> I had to show him the album cover. He couldn't believe it. Yeah. So, uh, nah, nah, nah. Nah. More, uh, more background on music here on the Rick and Bubba show. You know, we're known for that. Yep. Yep. Show about anything. All right, so we'll come back. 866-WE-BE-BIG. And also, I think sometimes it's a defense mechanism of us not wanting to talk about the stories of the day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is. <laughs> More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station. But they should be. 21 minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. Will of meet and play. It could happen at any time. Speedy on vacation. All right, so Bubba, yesterday uh, some stories we didn't get to, so we, we acknowledge that these were over the weekend, but we didn't get to all of them yesterday. You know, uh, this one kind of caught my eye yesterday. Uh, 
Texas residents are enraged. <coughs> excuse me. As energy companies remotely raise temperatures on their smart thermostats. Now, I saw that and I went, how in the world mm-hmm. did this happen? Yep. Um, now, you remember a few months back, we had the independent Texas power grid fail under a cold snap. And now it looks like it's going to be under duress during a heat wave. Which, by the way, it's not Texas like to have that. Seems like they get that yeah, fixed. Right. Uh, I guess all those windmills we saw down near Kingsville's not to generate not quite power. turning not quite the wind. Not, not quite getting it done. According to reports from various local news outlets, energy customers with smart thermostats like the Nest have seen their house temperatures shoot up by remote control via the electric provider. <clears throat> it's not everyone. Uh, but the problem seems to be widespread and seems to be exclusively experienced by users who at some point in time agreed Mm -hmm. to a smart energy distribution system for perks like a free smart thermostat, a discount on their monthly bill, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It appears that uh, they have, unbeknowing to them, signed up to let the energy company increase their home's temperature by up to four degrees without warning during a period of highest demand. Oh, boy. Uh, Pass. You uh, need to read the fine print when you get when they start giving you free stuff. Always pay yeah. attention. There's nothing free. We had a similar program here in this state years ago, but it was obvious they didn't hide in the print. People would agree to they could shut their compressor off on their heating unit at certain time. Like say I'm I'm going to be gone all day, guys. And they give them a better the rain than all this. It. That's the thing that makes it cool. Yeah, they, they leave word, the fan blowing, but they, it was just circulating hot air. Exactly. But during peak hours, when the people had agreed to that, and they get a raid or whatever, but you knew it going in. And, and like say, if you most people do it, you're going to do it between you know I'm at work anyway, whatever. Yeah. But I don't know how well it went. But I remember that this sounds similar, but they didn't realize or didn't, didn't think they would ever do it. Yeah. When they come home and their thermostat is set to 78 degrees, mm. a little warm. And in they there. can't do anything with, about it. No, mm. apparently not. And even if you do, it's going to take you hours and You're hours and more energy to get it back down that to a decent temperature. That smart thermostat that they gave you that you were so excited about. Yeah. yeah, but, well, that, but well, look, that, don't sign up for somebody else to control exactly. it. Exactly, this, this you is can not do that complicated. They're not forcing it on you. Yeah, it well, ain't like they cracked in there the people's thermostats and ran it up. I mean, well, Greg, it's I a little weird. They it's a little weird. It is. It? I know you worked for the Southern Company, so and Bubba touched on it just right there for just a minute. I wanted to ask this because I, I thought, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not an expert in this, but I was told that slight adjustments are much better off than shutting it off. You come home, your house is blazing hot. And then you knock it down to 67 yeah. because everybody's hot, and now you're trying to get that baby to work like a horse to get that house cooled off. You're better off for it to be just slight adjustments, a good degree here, a couple of degrees there, as, the opposed, do, as opposed to shut it off and then shut it back on. There, yeah. There's been a lot of studies. Because it cuts off on its own when it gets yeah. to the temperature. You but, yeah. I've always been told that, too. Is that Bump right? Yeah, there, there's the been a lot of studies done on it, uh, and I'm sure whatever I say, someone will produce something that says uh, opposite. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I acknowledge I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. but I, but, I think it's a good yeah, question because I've always like been told that, Rick. That's what I do. Well, see, your heat pump – it's not capable of just making extreme cold air. I mean, it, it takes hot air in the house and puts it outside and, and you know, uses its system to, to bring in some cooler air, but it, it's not by big numbers. You know, it's, it takes time to do it. I, what I have seen, 
if you change your thermostat by more than a degree or two during the day, you're just you're you're losing the energy curve. Okay, if you're going to be gone a week and you want to knock it down two or three degrees, that's fine. But and if you vary it a degree during the day, I don't think it it matters that much. But when you start doing five, six, ten yeah. degrees, way you, you're up, way, way you, you're you're going to cause that system to just have to grind constantly to catch up, and it's not energy efficient at all to do that. Yeah, I have this bizarre concept that I kind of like my house to be the temperature I want it to be since I'm paying for it. Yeah, and really, and I, I, I know that's a, I know that's out. I there. agree to pay for it. If you, right. if you go I'll to pay work, for it, but, but let I, me I, run it. I'd like to be comfortable in my house. But again, and, these and let, people yeah. signed up for it. They just, they either didn't pay attention, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, which they, is probably they, the case. You know, they got a free toaster out of it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, if you, if you, you know, everybody thinks you're being sharp. Hey, I mean, y'all stupid if you ain't on that smart thing. They this, 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 and all of a sudden you come in one day and it's seventy eight in your house. Like, what happened? Well, that's what you agreed to. What? So, what, so was it really a good deal? Not no. really. No. See, no. that's like, and I don't know because I, 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 I had already left. Now you can put sleep. I had already left when they started this with these smart meters they have now. Yeah. There were a lot of people were scared. Oh, I don't want that on my house. But they now they didn't ask you that. Those go. Those yeah. are going on. They went on there anyway, didn't they? Yeah. But they do a lot of things. I, I just don't understand the Texas grid situation. Maybe somebody can explain it what. to us. I know they wanted to be independent. And not have other states drag them down, but apparently they're not—they're not covering their own. They ain't generating need. enough. Right. And look, I don't know if y'all—you know—if y'all remember, but Texas is a pretty hot place. Yes. Yeah, really it is. Uh, a lot of desert out there. Yeah, it is. A lot of scrub brush. You know, <laughs> I mean, smoking hot. Well, you know, <laughs> it was—it was pretty warm when we were there in the wintertime. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, we it's, weren't it's out for a little wind. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of those things. Anytime you see this kind of behavior, I hate to say this, and I, I'm not, and maybe you'll find out that you're wrong. But anytime this kind of stuff's going on, check the liberal influence in any given any situation. A liberal's always behind something like this, yeah, because uh, it because it's because it doesn't make any sense that the grid's not working. Because it makes me think they think that windmills could do more than they could do. You know, you, yeah, you're, letting, you're letting cities like you're letting cities like Austin and Houston and Houston yeah. turn the place into. Come on, Dallas. You're taking over a bunch of libs. I don't know what's happening in Fort Worth and Dallas, but is it bad there too? Well, I, I think mm-hmm. all big cities to some degree. Yeah. You know, sliding off the liberal side. But, sure. You know, it's just, I just, I don't understand when we just handicap ourselves not to, to live in a way that, that Americans can live. I mean, that's, yeah. and that's, that's all people. There's no, I mean, it's just crazy. I, I don't get it. I don't well, know why. And, and there again, I don't understand their problem. I don't know why. But this is just not Texas-like to be struggling with this. No, it's like when I pick up a headline like this, I expect it to say California. Right. I mean, that's yeah, what I expect. Yeah, if you do, you, you go, right. yeah. Well, I go, well, yeah, California, yeah, you, their grid's not right because they're stupid. But but, then, <laughs> but but when I see that Texas's grid keeps – well, how does Texas let the grid get messed up? Yeah, I don't it, It's it. embarrassing to tie it that is. to Texas. It is. Yeah. How's, how's that happening? I, I don't know. I wish somebody could explain it. I, I've tried to to find out and watch online, and I've I've heard what they're saying, but I, I can't I can't connect the dots on it. It doesn't make sense. Well, now we all acknowledge that Texas is a gigantic state. Oh yeah, Rick, it was a country it's when big, it joined it, us. Remember, it was its own country. It is a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, have you ever seen that? Boy. Have you ever seen that thing where they put Texas up and and how many countries are, are smaller than Texas? Oh yeah, it's I, yeah. I, I mean, it's huge. and it, it's huge. boy. I, tell you, I mean, there's a lot of European places that are smaller than Texas. Rick, now. you have to be you have to be tough to live in Texas. Well, I mean, we thought conditions are rough out there. Well, we thought it's hot. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you got well, a lot of people thermostat at seventy eight. Yeah, right. lock her down. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's it's almost like the worst combination ever. That people that are kind of 
you know, really, really out, far, far left. You know, usually they're also a little earthy. And really, earthy people are the last people you want to be sweating. No. no. Yeah, because they probably, they probably save water and then take a bath either. Yeah. All right, so Michelle says she can tell us something about it. She's a former resident yeah. of Texas. Uh, you know, my dad was big on baths. Oh, yeah, I love that. That's one of, one of my favorite <laughs> things. we got rivers everywhere. <laughs> Get a bath. Anybody can bathe. That's what we back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six, we be big is our number. Uh, chatting with you, and there's room available if you want to be on. Boom boom bazooka, taking phone calls right now and setting them up. Eight six six, we be big. Relief Factor teaming up with the Rick and Bubba show years ago, and you know why they're still here? Because you love the product and you've been responding. I promise you they're not still here because they go, you know, we like that Rick and Bubba. Uh, they're still here because uh, you love their product. And there's more and more of you that are coming on board to this show and, and finding the show than finding this product and putting it to work for you. I take it every day. Uh, and uh, But let me tell you, when, if, I, if I misjudge the month on my order and I run out for a few days, I can tell it. Uh, you can. It's all natural. It's four botanicals, and then you get fish oil as well. Uh, these are these are all in one pack. All of these, the resveratrol, the uh, curcumin, the icarin, they, they've already been researched and tested that they can help uh, with the body's inflammatory response. Uh, they're natural. Uh, and uh, now they're all together along with uh, an omega-3, and, and it puts together this power pack uh, that helps you with the aches and pains of life. And for some people, this has been the product that they've been looking for to, to get their quality of life back. Without uh, the side effects of the overuse of the over-counters or over-the-counter stuff or the addictive properties of some of the prescription painkillers. So uh, go to relieffactor.com, get a three-week pack for nineteen ninety-five. Then you'll know. Inside three weeks, you, if it's working for you, then great. And most of you, that's what happens. If it doesn't, unfortunately, this is not the answer for you. But relieffactor.com or rickandbubba.com under the sponsor. So Michelle has said she's been to Texas, and we were talking about that we're starting to read things about Texas that, frankly, are embarrassing. Yeah, well, we just can't follow yeah, and, some and, of and with the grid, and, and we know that some of the bigger hey, cities. Grid. So, Michelle, you tell us what's going on in Texas. Hey, good morning. Hey, Michelle. Um, so we built a house back in, um, like, 2015 in San Antonio, and when we built it and got our power and everything turned on, they were very upfront with us about what the program was. Um, we had an app on our phone and if we were not home, you know, we didn't have to worry about it, but if we were going to be home when they needed to do our section to turn the heat, the air up, um, we could opt out of it, um, if we were at the house. So I don't know if things have changed over the last, you know, six years. Um, but it was never hidden from us when we signed up for it, um, and, and like I said, I mean, if we were home and it was just too hot, we could opt out of it on the app on the phone. So even if you, they were going to put, take your air conditioned temperature and move it up, if you didn't want it moved up, you could go to the app and say, Hey, I'm out. Exactly. So have well, you, some of these people ain't reading fine was, print exactly. to get in it or get out of it. Yeah, but, exactly. How about this? What's, what about what's going on with the grid? I mean, how's Texas have grid problems? No, that I don't know. My daughter's at Baylor out there, and um, she's in a house out there, and 
when all of those problems were going on, it was funny because, like, her area, one block, you know, was without power for that week, that it was so bad this winter. Mm -hmm. But her friend, who lived two blocks over, had power the entire time. Um, You know, so they all just went over there and and had a good time for a week. But (laughs) Yeah, well, I can Um, understand Texas being caught off guard by this, you know, historical but not unprecedented uh, cold weather and, and the freeze they had because it's Texas. You Just like where we live, right. we, we don't have a lot of equipment for snow because right. it's not a good investment. It doesn't snow enough to keep all that equipment. We can all exactly. hunker down for 48 hours and be back to our lives. But um, but Texas should not be caught off guard by heat. Uh, I, I mean, how, how are they – I mean, are there just too many people moving there? Is the po- I mean, it's just um, you wouldn't think that heat would be something that they could not uh, – handle the load so anyway all right well, you know the only thing and and i don't know I, like i said i haven't you, been Michelle. able to fully understand the problem is that uh that they have been uh you know have bought into we don't want nuclear plants we don't want uh, gas powered plants we want more of this green energy and it's just not holding up for them under you know well, stream because you can't you can't predict when the wind's <clears> going <throat> to blow and you can't predict this and can't predict sunshine and you know, some of that is just not as reliable as, hey, let's fire up the old, uh, you know, the old coal plant and, and turn the generator. Yeah, first of all, if I want my house to be warmer than I want it to be, I'll just get married. Okay, but 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 I but I, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I don't I don't yeah. want I don't want there's They'll some some out, some outside source. You know what I mean? But but I want to go back to this. You just touched on it. I think we'll find at the root of this kind of stuff one of two things. Liberals have gotten in charge. Yeah. Systematic or, Marxism. Right? Or conservatives have caved in to the propaganda of the liberal and tried to be sharp by trying to win them over by being more green. It's one of the two. Yeah. Sy- <laughs> systematic socialism ruining everything. It really is. We got to root it out at all <laughs> levels. But you know, you, you go over and go, what happened? Well, we did. It's not, it's not that the libs took over, we just caved into them. Well, see, I knew it. Guys, we don't have anything that can replace our energy situation right now. And, and, uh, even all these we're, beloved, we're more, they, uh, these beloved green looking things, they they can do a little, but they they can be supplemental, but what, they can't take it over. Rick, what have we heard for the past few years? The country is using less electricity than ever before, mo- mainly because the light bulbs we're replacing. The LED bulbs don't use near what Man. the old incandescent. Boy, that was a, that was a step up, wasn't it? The it LED lasts forever. Man, that was a step up. Yeah, I mean, I I use them because I don't want to replace bulbs. Me too. And, and honestly, the old incandescent that that's pretty much what Edison, you know, invented, and we haven't upgraded it. And thank yeah. goodness LED has done that. Well, it's like that's what a light emitting dose. It's what I've said. You're about, not aware of that. It's what I've said about electric cars. It's what I say about about uh, solar panels. Mm-hmm. It's what I say about windmills. Even though I think windmills look ridiculous. But but, uh, but uh, what, if you want a windmill, put a windmill. But, but what I'm saying is, got, let me finish this. I went to the LED light because it was better. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't like changing my light bulb every 30 days. Right. I'm exaggerating, but but it's better. If the windmill and the solar panels and the electric cars are better, then we'll move to those, but I'm not going to be told that I'm saving the world by doing it because that's hogwash. But but we've we've been seeing that demand is going down, so why are we having grid problems in Texas? Dustin in Missouri. Do you, Dustin, can you help us with this? Yes, sir. I, I work for a, a power plant, and I, I can kind of shed a little light on some of this. So we're we're decreasing, you know, fuels and and things like that. Well, as low demand comes up, they will 
sheds power by raising these uh, raising these temperatures in certain areas. That'll decrease load, and then they'll alternate throughout their their section that they cover. Uh, it's no different than you know you look at the the hot summertime. You sit around the porch, like, well, it wouldn't be bad if this breeze was blowing, you know, but. Uh, but when that breeze ain't blowing, and windmill, windmills ain't turning. Yeah, so, well, uh, you know, that, I understand you. You have rolling, uh, and not a rolling blackout, but a rolling uh, thing where you change the, you know, the load. What you do? But why are we even having that problem? I don't remember Texas ever having a problem with electricity growing up. Before this cold snap, that's the first time I ever heard of Texas having an energy problem. Don't mess with Texas. Correct. Correct. And but. Look, it, look, just look on the news. This this coal-fired power plant is shut down. This one shutting down. You're you're shedding a lot of power, and you're not picking it up anywhere. All right, so that, well, that's let, me, a, let me see if I have this right. What you're saying well, is what, what idiot does that is, is what we're fearing. They're 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 crumbling on demonized ways to to create power that were efficient throughout our history, and now those have been demonized, and they've they're shutting those down, not to have as many of them, and they've tried to fill the gap with windmills and solar panels, and it's the problem that we've been talking about, those things are are not they, – they can't match what they replaced. Is they're that accurate? Reliable. Absolutely. And what it is is, let's say, their, their theory is we decommissioned a 500-megawatt uh, coal-fired power plant, but, but, hey, we got 700 megawatts of, of capable wind. Well, if the wind ain't blowing. Do not have 700 megawatts of capable no. wind. Yeah. No, you just yeah. got a you got a big bird hey, perch. Is all you got. Hey, Dustin, have. Dustin, the word wind is in the name. <laughs> it's a windmill. Right. So if you don't have wind, it ain't no meal. Okay, it's in the name. Uh, everybody uh, says, well, it's hard to be able to do it. What if the wind doesn't blow? Well, then we're gonna have problems. Hmm. Well, I, we can't live on in well, that way. Look, we depend on. Uh, the wind. Well, let me ask you this: Why don't you just keep the coal plant ready to go, and then if you if it's going to be an issue, or you're going to have extreme demand, fire up. Brandon uh, in Texas. Brandon, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go don't ahead. Don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brandon. Um, live out in East Texas. I work out in West Texas. You know, like this morning, I'm. I work for an electric company out of uh, West Texas over here. You know, it winds blowing all the time out here in West Texas. And you see hundreds of these windmills not even blowing. You know, like the guy said before, all the uh, coal plants over in East Texas, there's like four or five of them got shut down. I used to work in them. And they've got plants out there just sitting, not even being worked on or uh, used. There's a uh, plant just north of Nacogdoches, Texas. It's a just straight where they burn uh, wood and everything else to fire it, but they don't use it. There's a gas plant between uh, Mount Enterprise and Carthage, Texas, that just sits there, and it runs off of gas from all these wells in East Texas and everything. They're not being utilized half the time. So it is the problem. We've, we've tried to supplement with with windmills and windmills can't do the job as efficiently as what we what we shut down well yeah that's true but on top of it they they don't implement them there's a lot of them just shut down because either one they've got issues with them you know it's supposed to be a, a cleaner energy but you've got oil that's run down that's drained or, or the seals broke on and they're not even being utilized so you, you spend all this money to put these things out here 
and they're not even being utilized, you know. Yeah. And plus, ERCOT, they got in with ERCOT to run everything, and they just keep messing everybody over, you mm. know, saying they need to right. conserve energy, but it ain't helping none. They don't know how to run the thing. So what we've done, we've created something that we don't even have the expertise to do. Uh, exactly. And, and we've hired out. Don't have the, we've hired out a bunch to do it, and they're inefficient. Yep. All right. Well, it's, it's starting to come together. Texas has made some stupid moves on their energy and their grid, and, and look what's happened. Sad day, Bob. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it Eight minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866 We Be Big is our number. All right, so um, we got a lot of folks talking about this power grid situation in Texas, and it looks like that our theories seem to be legitimate to a degree. Um, Kayla, is it Kaylee? Kaylee's in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Kaylee, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. So uh, what, what, what light can you shed on this topic? Well, my mom lives in Houston, and she was telling me the other day, and I might have misunderstood, so bear with me, but um, she was saying that the power grid there, they have their own grid, the state. They're not connected into anything else, and yeah. it's privately owned. So all these different companies are trying to get things up and running, but there's not one main person or company or source that's powering everything. So she was saying that's what she was her understanding of what the issue was. Lack of organization. There, 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 there are all these independent uh, sources and, and nobody is working together. Right, right. Okay, well, that, that, and while Texas is on their own, I, I think they, they were trying to do this to modernize, but it's uh, – Rick, if, I, if I'm looking at, at even the company that runs this, they, they, they're saying that their 10% of their power – it's coming from solar and wind, and, you know, 90% of it is more traditional. But when you need that extra 10%, some days you ain't got it. Is it is this the backup quarterback that when he, we put him in the game, he's not very good? Just, he just he can't throw the out pattern. Shay indicator. Shay, go ahead. You know, it seems to me that there is a lot of confusion out in, uh, in Texas, you know, I, of uh, – you know, the power grid going down and why, how did this happen? So, uh, you know, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's just confusing me. Wait just a minute. Hey, whoa, hang on. You mean to tell me that a windmill won't spin if there's no wind? I'm afraid that's our problem. How'd that happen? Where can I go where the wind might blow? How'd this happen? Uh, I, I, I mean, it's unbelievable. Hey, man, let's uh, let's go ahead and move off this. Let's be more, a little more green. Well, well, can the green do what we need to do? Nah, but it looks good. Makes us look nicer, kinder, not as mean, like we love the earth. Look, I wish it worked. Well, yeah. What did I say about the LED light bulb? Why did we switch to it? It worked. Not to save the world. We locked it. It was better. We locked it. Uh, let's go to Lee in Oxford. More light, less heat. Lee, go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. How about uh, it? Uh, I lived there about 30 years, and there were several contributing factors, in my opinion. Uh, one was they had a lot of coal plants that were old and inefficient, 
and were causing policing problems, and so they shut them down and during the Obama administration, and then they took Texas Utilities and broke it up into a generating portion and a transportation portion and so on, and when the deregulation happened, then anybody could feed into those lines, and uh, you don't have one item or one individual controlling the whole system, and so uh, yeah, economics, you know, they could, several years ago, they could generate uh electricity a lot cheaper with natural gas when there was a surplus and now the market's turned and it's not as cheap but in mount pleasant texas uh on the first of july they're going to implode three different units on a big power plant there that's been shut down for about six years and like several of the other callers said you know there's plants sitting there all over the place that aren't being used so that's a big part of it yep there it is it's just i mean you you can see it's a lot of little things now become a big thing yep it's all adding up well thank goodness we're saving the earth though of course, there's no proof of that. But, I mean, uh, let's go to um, Sue in Alabama. <laughs> Sue, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. Hey, hey Sue. First-time caller. Well, we're glad you Thank finally you. did. How long have you been listening? <laughs> I admire you two very much. Um, I have a much simpler explanation, and this is just a hunch, but usually the simplest is usually part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's thousands and thousands and thousands of people walking over from Texas using more power. <laughs> you talking about the fact we got a border wide open and, we don't, and our population changes by the day? Uh, kind of hard to figure out demand if you don't know uh, what, what's required. Well, that, here, here's an idea. If, Have a little extra. You if know? demand keeps changing, it's hard to know what supply to provide. But then again, they're kind of acclimated after riding over in that U-Haul. Greg. You know, they're acclimated to the heat, so they don't <laughs> need right, a lot of air conditioning. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> hot in that thing. 78 is pretty cool. <laughs> 78 feels good. Let me yeah, tell you after 120. Uh, Howard in Alabama. Howard, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Well, actually, it's Thomas. Last name Howard. But uh, Okay. I uh, talked to a girl and have been seeing her for a long time that lives in El Paso. El Paso never has any of the issues that the rest of Texas had because they didn't choose to go the route that the state went. So, like, they're still tied into the actual neighboring states because they're in the far corner. Mm-hmm. But, yes, like, with the windmills, part of the problem was they just assumed that, well, we hardly ever have snow or ice. So when they put the windmills up, they did not put any type of de-icer, like a heater, on it to actually right. keep them from freezing because they assumed that they would never have to worry about it. So that was the first issue with the winter part. But then, yes, like, when you go away from nuclear... Nuclear powers a lot more than any other technology oh, yeah. that it's we the, have. It's I mean, the best. It's magic. That's, that's, yeah, that's where the whole issue kind of comes in. I mean, Clean. even with the coal plants, they could produce tons of power at one time. Of course, it has to be used, but yes, I mean, all of it kind of stacked together to be a major issue. And even with the summer thing, now you have that heat wave that pushed down, and yes, more people are using their air conditioning and that's kind of what I do for a living, and it takes a lot more power to actually cool a house than it does to heat a house. Yeah, and, and yeah, you summer's would, a, summer's a big demand time, I and mean, you would think Texas would be well versed on that since it's Texas. Yeah, right. Uh, that's that's the whole thing. It's it's still I think it's just yeah the people in power that are totally underestimating or overestimating what they decided to go with, and that's kind of biting them now. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it, the problem is, it takes time to catch to, to correct your problem too. I mean, you can't just throw a power plant up. No, ask California. Right.
Wow. I wonder how much uh, hydro they have in Texas. That's the river situation there. Well, the Rio Grande doesn't look very big. It's like a creek. <laughs> That's like a creek. <laughs> what about San Antonio? Barkley said that river ain't very big. Oh, I, I could almost step across it. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport, there's more Rick and Bubba. Greg Helmsy Adler here. Uh, Boom Boom Bazooka, Pickin' and Sheeran, and Millie Vanilli Wafer, Rick and Bubba interns. And welcome back for a brand new hour. There's uh, Bill Bubba Bussing. Rick, glad to be here. Honored and privileged. Wow, almost 28 years. Closing in on that. Bubba, do you remember the movie War Games? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the... Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah. Uh, I love that movie. Uh, well, uh, Bubba's telling me that the, the Rooskies are getting a little close. Well, Rick, I don't know if you've been to Hawaii lately. If you have, uh, you, you might have. can catch the, uh, the Russians out there having a war game. They're... Uh, uh, if you if you believe it depends on who you believe right. how far they are from the Hawaiian coast. Um, unconfirmed satellite pictures say they're within thirty five miles of Hawaii having war games. They've actually sunk an aircraft carrier, and the U.S. Navy strike group has moved into the area to keep an eye on them. And twice we've had to scramble F twenty twos to uh, move them out of the area when they're getting too close to Hawaii. Well, let's just think about it. I mean, if you are the Russians right now, boy, I bet you're terrified of that Biden administration. Yeah. I bet, I bet that destroys fear in you. The Russian forces are currently carrying out the largest war game that they have had since the Cold War. At least 20 Russian warships, submarines, and support vessels flanked by 20 fighter jets are taking part in the exercise. On two different occasions, as I mentioned, the U.S. has been forced to scramble F-22s to see what is going on. Uh On June the 17th, the U.S. Navy admitted a carrier strike group had moved into the area. Uh, The Pentagon is watching the Russian maneuvers extremely carefully. Uh, They come after Joe Biden and uh, Vladimir Putin met in Geneva last week. Both men admitted that relations between the countries are at a low. Uh, You know, the the Russians are saying they're 300 miles off the coast of Hawaii, but... uh, According to this story, they said that we have unconfirmed satellite images on June the 19th that appear the closest vehicle or the closest vessel of the Russian military is within 35 miles of the U.S. coast. So there's some disagreement on the distance. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So what are you going to do? What if the Ruskies say, well, we're, we're, not, we're, not, uh, we, we're not doing anything wrong. We're not moving. So what are you going to do? So what? what is the limit? Isn't it 12 and a half miles, all the uh, the international waters, what they recognize sure. around your country? So if they're at 35, they're, they're in the rights to be there. But, you know, it's provocative, to say the least. I know we probably do the same thing to them. Mm-hmm. But you get all that armament in there, and, you you know, it can get a little dangerous sometimes. Well, remember, though, the, the country that we are now, if the Ruskies are out there and we think that they're too close – and we start trying to, you know, get out like we're going, you know, you know, saber rattle a little bit. All yeah. they have to do is say, "Well, that sure is mean," and we'll stop. Yeah, you know, wow, y'all sure are mean to 
Now, I do know that, that it, I mean, all you got to do, I mean, so the worst thing could ever happen now is to be deemed mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, I mean, that that right there, right, the ultimate goal is to be liked. We learned that. Uh, and it's just so hard to get people to to like you that don't want to. That that, that part <laughs> that part's hard. Hard to yeah. get mean people to act right. You know, I, we call what we call Cheryl Crow, you know, uh, foreign policy. The best way not to have wars is not to have enemies. Well, thank you, Cheryl. Uh, that that's a great idea. I'll go with that, I'm good and, and with I that. agree with you. We just can't get everybody to go along with that. Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes have you ever noticed? There's sometimes I don't know how to break this to you. There are people in your individual life that are not going to allow you to have a relationship with them that is not uh, is not difficult because they don't want to be in a relationship with you that's not difficult. They don't like you. They come against you. They resent you. There's something about. Uh, uh, you that chaps their rear end, and there's yeah. nothing you can you you can keep trying. Uh, well, there are certain countries that, um, believe it or not, their ultimate goal is not to be um, you know in good graces with the United States of America. Uh, so if I, if we could get the whole wide world to hold hands and and sing Kumbaya, I guess yeah. that'd be great. It's just so hard to get everybody to do it. <laughs> yeah, it Hang just it just seems that a lot of people don't see the world in the same light we mm-hmm. do. I mean, you're sitting. Picture this: you're sitting across the table, and we know that we have countries that feel this way now and factions. How are you doing? Uh, I don't know, devil. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that we're off to a rough start. We we think you are the devil and should be eradicated from the face of the earth. Hmm. Probably not going to find this any is common gonna, ground. This here. is going to be a, a harder conversation. I thought it was going to be. You have to work on yeah. this. One. Hello, who are you? Uh, I'm a I'm a, a, a aspiring superpower, and I, I would like to be the standalone superpower in the world, not you. Okay, well, what if we just kind of all work together? Well, no, see, I can't work together if I want to overtake your power. Uh, so that that's not going to work. You know, then you have people that want other people's lands. We've had that throughout history. That's yeah, that's, yeah. that's hard to get everybody to turn that off. You know, then, you know, we got people, we got civil wars going on everywhere. Why? Because somebody says, I want to be in charge. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't really know how you do it. I, I mean, it's, um, I mean, Cheryl, that's, that's great. And all, all of you that are, you know, are going to some kind of candlelight vigil tonight, but I, it just doesn't seem to be the real world. It seems a very naive childlike view of, uh, of this fake world that, that we really don't live in. So you kind of have to be prepared for the fact that sometimes people will make themselves your enemy. I mean, doesn't that make? I mean, you don't want you. You wish that wasn't true, and you try to stay out of it if you can. But you better be ready for it because, I mean, I may say at my house today, God forbid, uh, I would prefer that nobody come in my house and try to hurt my family. But I need to be prepared just in case those people really do exist. Cause right. I read the headlines. I think they exist. Yeah, they so, do. So, so they I, so I kind of have to be prepared for if I encounter one of those people even though I would prefer they didn't exist. Even if I wanted to be their friend, they may not feel the same way. You need to be able to meet that challenge right. and overcome that challenge right. so if I, that challenge presents itself. So those kind of statements are fun to say. They're just stupid because it, it's, it's, not, it's not realistic. It's preferred. I'm not against the sentiment, but it just isn't the real world. Uh, and so the, my, my question again, and I go back to this, if the Ruskies say we're going to sit right where we are and we go, we can prove that you're closer than you're supposed to be, and they go, eh. What are you going to do? Well, still at thirty-five miles, uh, they, they're probably mm-hmm. you know it's it's not it's, we don't like it, mm-hmm. but if it's only twelve and a half miles, we recognize internationally. What are we going to do about? Yeah, it? whatever the number is, if they're not inside of it, they we can just not like it, I guess, and, right. and lump it. Yeah, huh? <laughs> or okay. you know we can we What's can the, put what? we can put our battle group and cut them off going home and see mm-hmm. if they go between us or around right. us. You know, we, we we play that game too. What's the origin of lump it? If you don't like, I don't know. If you don't, if you don't like it, you can lump it. I just like using it. 
I mean, you can just look lump that it. up, somebody. <laughs> you can, <clears throat> hey, what you can do, you can lump it. That's, what, that's all I got for you. <laughs> right. Well, we're back off. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say that. You don't like it? Lump it. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I've used it many times. <laughs> it, uh, okay, I, and I know we, we had to, if, if Speedy was here right now, he'd be screaming, Rick, what'd you do with that book? Yeah. yeah but I, wait, I, you want Speedy to weigh in on it? Rick, what'd you do with that book? <laughs> <laughs> You know, we had it idioms, but I, but I don't. Uh, yeah, some of them there's were no telling where it is. Some of them were never covered. Got, I know they got me. Probably we'd we have stumped that book a lot. Remember when we got out? We'd be just so excited. We go that book. No, it wouldn't I, be in. Well, there. our friends right. and people we grew up with made stuff up that right. the rest of the world was not in on. Well, Greg, we run around with a group of guys, and we now run around with another group of guys that create our own language. Yes, I mean the word "keep" is not a real word. No, I you mean, won't find it in idioms. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not. A, it's not. So, <clears throat> Garak's not in there. I found I found a little bit here. Okay. It says one of the definitions of lump is to tolerate an unpleasant okay. situation. Okay, oh, there, 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 there you go. There you go. And it says it, really? this dates back to 1500s. There you go. And it says that uh, <laughs> from a British dialect word meaning to look sullen, others claim it is a nice way to say stuff it. Okay, I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to use it. Mm-hmm. I like that definition. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had, Have you ever had to lump something? Oh yeah, it's not good. Almost daily. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm just going to have to lump it and get through it. <laughs> Meaning, oh, so it's not going to change? <laughs> not like you. Have, it looks like you have to lump it. <laughs> you can do it. You can lump it. <laughs> you can like it. <laughs> you can lump it. There it is. <laughs> Fifteen minutes past. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Radio's Dream Team, Rick Burgess, Bill Bubba Bussy, Calvin Speedy Wilbur, The Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler. 21 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show, 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. Uh, we'll give you a quick Your America, and we could do these all day long. But these are the days of America. So uh, we had uh, Juneteenth celebrations uh, over this weekend, and as we said, I, I don't know uh, why anyone would be against our country acknowledging and even celebrating the end of slavery uh, in our country. Uh, that is uh, something I think worth celebrating, but um, uh, there were some places where the celebrations, I think, kind of got away from maybe what we should be celebrating. Um, Oakland... Um, had uh, unfortunately people shot. Is that correct? Uh, yes. During the while celebrating Juneteenth, while celebrating Juneteenth, people were shot, and I want to just be sure that I have this correct. Ambulances had problems getting to the people who had been shot. They were delayed by people twerking on the ambulance. That's ambulance, correct. Climbing on the ambulances and twerking. Yes. Some were just yeah. touching the side of the ambulance while twerking, but 
there's a few who actually got on the hood. How is twerking tied to celebrating Juneteenth? How about how do you see an ambulance with its lights on? Go, I tell you what, I need to do is go twerk on it. Why? Why did That's the am- why did the ambulance do. draw twer- twerking? Uh, they were trying to get through the crowd. The crowd was celebrating, and they were trying to get to the people. Well, the crowd said, "Well, hey, here's some sirens and a big vehicle is twerking." Do they not know what ambulances do? And not when sure they, they have they their, got the when, message. When they, but when I see an ambulance and its Please light look. and its lights are on, don't I know that it's trying to go look help someone? Look at Megan. Oh my gosh! Why would this happen? Why? Why? What? Why? What? Where is mm. the thinking? That I'm going to get on the hood of an ambulance with its lights on, trying to get pe- to people who've been shot, and start twerking <laughs> where the ambulance cannot I'm move not forward. Sure the requirements for twerking and what it called, you know, when it's called for. I just like evidently. to. I'd like to talk about does twerking belong on a Juneteenth celebration? Period. I, yeah, that's a good point. With 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 my Daisy Duke. Well, Rick, we're going to go that far. How about a shootout? I mean, that's right. not really a good celebration. I would either. say a shootout's not the way to go, and I would say twerking's not the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to go. I want to. I want to be sure again that I have this narrative correct. I'm. I'm an ambulance driver. Yes. And they have said, "Hey, man, we got people shot. Where are you? Uh, I, I'm. I can't get to them because people are twerking on my ambulance. That that had to be that because we're going to have to have an ambulance for this woman who's on the hood. Yeah. Because I'm about to knock her off, and she's going to fall back onto the concrete unless someone catches her. Uh. Uh, and and uh, and it does seem it does seem a friend up there too. Yeah, it does it does seem like that she has uh, maybe a right amount of cushion, maybe not to be hurt. But what if she hits her head? I know. Yeah. Now so, if she falls just back on like in a seat. She's fine. But but, but the I don't where where's just the clear thinking on this? And and could it be that people are not in, in at this celebration? That was one had, had left the, had left the world of clear thinking. Maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You get think it. they were really dedicated and worried about the significance of Juneteenth and what it represents? Do you think they were really? It didn't look like the way. It looked like a lot of our, you know, bubble. Like, like we've talked. Infield. We've talked about. Race. We've talked about this in the show a lot of times. A lot of Americans will have these federal holidays and these very important things like the Emancipation Proclamation that we want to acknowledge. You know, we but people at some point get to where it's just a day to party. Yeah, and you're like, are you losing the significance of what we're what we're trying to talk about here? Pretty big deal. Uh, I mean, this isn't Cinco de Mayo. No, I mean, this no. this has a, a, right, a, a right. pretty good meaning. It I'm looks, not sure what Cinco de Mayo. Well, it, it really about. doesn't matter what the deal it, is. It looks more like a block and, party, and what yeah. you're celebrating. If an ambulance needs to get through to people who are hurt, <laughs> yeah. get out of the way. Yeah. Right. And get and out of the way. Your your move. celebration's not more important. Than the, the ambulance doing their job. We shouldn't have to say, don't twerk on the ambulance. You no, should just say, no. get out of the way. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that, don't twerk on the ambulance. That's should way, never come up. That's that's way who down, would have thought that that would have happened? That's way down the list. Yeah. Right. How about just get out of the way? I mean, look, all right, let's think about this. You're sitting down, Good and night. this is your moment to talk to your offspring about life. Yeah. And you said, today I'm covering everything the do's and the don'ts. Mm-hmm. Do you even think you even bring him? Now, look, well, I've got your attention. Never twerk on an ambulance. Yeah, if there's an ambulance trying to get people wounded, <laughs> right. do not twerk on it. <laughs> it seems like that no, oh, no, oh, thanks, no, Dad. no person realize. in authority would have that on their list of things they need to yeah, cover. Felt like they didn't need to cover that. Because they would think that any walking around human being would go, nobody had to tell me not to twerk on a ambulance on the way to help people. I already knew that. Yeah. I, I figured that out on my own. I when I When I developed the ability to reason. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? I mean, I can't believe this even happened, oh and people are shot. So, so first of all, a shooting at something like this is not what we want. No, uh, no. and and someone then, disagreed over something. But then we have an ambulance that is trying to get to these people, and and the obstacle it could not get mm. around to get there were people twerking on the ambulance. Yes, you know, I 
Wow. I'm glad that the ambulance and the first responders are there, but boy, I tell you, they, they have a tough job like that. And you see them on the highways. I mean, there's sometimes when we're three and four wide here in a traffic jam and they're behind you and you're like, where am I supposed to go? I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to let you by. I'm not going to twerk on you, but I no. know. No, I try to get out of the way. Right. Yeah. Never, uh, I never. twerk right on over to the to the shoulder. Uh, yeah, if, if we've got Yield the, to emergency vehicles in your yields and rules if we're going to yield to them we don't go by rules anymore Greg, I forgot. Greg, if, we, what I wanna do. if we want if we want to pull over on the side of the road in a vehicle safely for an ambulance to get by then we probably go i'll tell you one thing i shouldn't do either is twerk on it yeah Okay, if if I, if I need to get my vehicle out of the way, I mean I got to get off the road and sometimes mud or whatever, but I got to get over there. Would you have ever thought trying to prepare your children or anybody for the things you need to know in life that you need to cover if an ambulance is trying to get to people who've been shot? Don't touch the ambulance. Don't get in the ambulance's way, and please don't twerk on the hood. No. Did you think you ever had to cover that? Well, you learn something new every day. Right? You do. Uh, Mitch is in Georgia. Mitch, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you today, buddy? Hello. Uh, uh, apparently, Hello. apparently, Mitch decided he had nothing to ask. I'd like to throw this challenge. If you've ever twerked on an ambulance, give us a call. Greg, <laughs> tell us what your thought process is. Can I tell you, if we came back and said, now, only people that have done this, I bet, other unless we can get these women to call. Yeah. It's we, not going to be a, a crowd in line. I don't think, I think 10 lines is more than we need. <laughs> I hope so. I'll say that. You know? <laughs> we don't need 10 for that. Cut it back to three. <laughs> We're good. Right. Because these two women may call, and then one more I didn't see. <laughs> uh, so, so these... Uh, I mean, let me tell you this, too. The twerking is so vulgar that Adler, I asked him not to show it and completely just give us a, a still shot because the, when the twerking begins, it is so vulgar, we wouldn't even show it. Yeah. Uh, that one looking like 50 pounds of chewed bubblegum. All right. Thank you, Greg. That one. Thanks, buddy. Mitch, go ahead. Are she you back? slinging it. Yeah, sorry about it, guys. How are y'all? I am good, man. You go right ahead. Rush Limbaugh said it a long time back about what the whole problem is. Y'all know what it is? Uh, I think I do. I don't know that Rush and I are completely on the same page, but but go ahead. Y'all know what the most expensive commodity in America is? No. Ignorance. That's yep. the whole problem. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, go back, back, back to back to what I said about I was did, expecting more. Well, I it was too. Yeah. Back to back to what Delivery. I said about you would think this was something you wouldn't have to cover, right? Yeah, and I think that's kind of what he's saying too. I mean, yeah. yeah, if we've gotten to the point that no one can reason that out for them, when we've got the point where people can't reason out no twerking on ambulances yeah. on the way, it's over. People, I mean, it really is it's over. over. I mean, it you got to you got to say, look, I got to go somewhere where no, this has not gotten to this point yet. Yeah, I give up. Yeah, I'm done with Oakland because uh, if they don't know enough. Uh, about ambulances and trying to get to people and knowing when the twerking needs to stop for a minute. You know, the thing is, you just let the ambulance so you can go right back to twerking. Yeah. Just just, open, just let it through. Wait. Twerk on a tow truck. I mean, they can be held up and still, you know, nobody's yeah. life's dependent. But not, <laughs> not an ambulance. They got sirens. To yeah, we'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. 
It's 35 minutes past the hour. Your phone call's coming in at 8chat with you. Lines are available. The interns are taking the phone calls right now, uh, and we'd love to chat with you. So dial us up now at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Uh, I do want you to go to MyPillow.com, too, uh, this summer. Uh, check out my store at MyPillow.com. Now, my store is Mike Lindell's uh, you know, project of putting together something that's an alternative to shopping on Amazon. And a lot of these uh, American entrepreneurs are trying to get their product to you and me. And so Mike Lindell said, I'll do it. Uh, it's called My Store. And you can go there and find all these great American companies. And uh, they've got military flags, patriotic decorations, um, uh, razor blades um, that, uh, that that you'll love uh, that, that last longer and are sharper. And they've got fire starters. And uh, they've got uh, all kinds of uh, different supplements and vitamin companies. Uh, Jay Wolf's basketball shooting strap. Um, uh, they've got uh, a pet stain and odor remover called a Wolf Perfect. Uh, moisturizing soaps and essential oils, coral sun cooling spray mist for time out in the sun. There's all kinds of cool products. So, so go to mypillow.com. You'll see my store. Click on that, and always use uh, the 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 link there. It says radio listeners. There's it's in a square. Click on it and use the code Bubba. Uh, right now, the premium my pillow at mypillow.com is only twenty nine ninety eight. This is the best offer you've ever heard from Mike Lindell on this world-famous pillow. So if you've been putting it off because of price, make a move now. comes back, back with that uh, 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. So use the code Bubba at rickandbubba.com where it says radio listeners. Uh, to the to the show, uh, let's see. Oh, I see. Richard is uh, standing by out of Dothan. News Talk 103, and I wanted to ask about the show. So, Richard, Richard. go ahead. How you doing, guys? Uh, first-time caller. Thank you. Thanks for the call. And, uh, and so um, I moved to Gadsden in 1996 when I went to Gadsden State, and just the show is completely different now. It's like a different format. I just wondered if you could give some kind of insight of the evolution of the show and how come it's, you know, I, I really enjoy the Christian aspect and the politicalness of it, but do y'all ever miss doing, like, more comedy bits and, like, the sexiest fat man alive? Y'all, y'all miss doing that? So tell us, yeah, I guess I was going to be more specific. What do you mean the evolution of the show? The spiritual evolution is pretty simple for me. I was lost when the show first started. And uh, once I was redeemed, oh. redeemed by Christ and was reconciled to God and, and have gone through the sanctification process of growing in my faith, just like everything else that I deem of value, I just talk about it a lot because it, 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 it means a lot to me. At one time, I pretended that it was a big deal in my life, but you couldn't really confirm that by watching the way I live. So I think we all we've always talked about whatever is going on with the individual people of the show. Uh, I think the political part you're talking about probably we just got older and care about these things more. The state of the country, uh, and and there they, there's there's a lot of prominent things that have happened in our country, frankly, that are worth talking about. Probably when we were all hanging out ninety four, ninety five, ninety six probably weren't as concerned uh, with the state of the country <laughs> as you are now. Uh, and uh, so, and other than that, though, I mean, we still do some of the same bits that we, we did then. Some things get old, and you just don't want to do them anymore. Uh, you know, some things have an expiration date. Then you do some new things. And uh, so, um, I, I, you know, the show, really, if you think about it, the show format has not evolved, but some of the topics may have changed based on the people doing the show changing. Does that make is it any more complicated than that? I, I don't know. Richard, what what is your observation overall? Mm. Well, to be honest with you, I'm just being completely honest with you. I, I didn't listen for several years. I was living in back in Mississippi, the Gulf Coast, where I'm from. But it, it just uh, I've been listening the last 
three or four years now, and it's uh, I enjoy the show. I really I listen every morning. Thank you. Uh, it's just way different than when I was introduced to y'all back in '96. It's just completely different to me. Well, I, I don't know that it's completely different. I, I think, like Rick said, you you evolve. We change. The listeners change. Uh, the environment changes. Uh, nothing's going to stay the same. So. Uh, you know, it's just, sure. we, we, we still talk about whatever's on our mind. And, uh, I think, I think American life as a whole has got more political. Yeah. Um, I think politics are now, you know, it seems like they're in everything. So it's, uh, it, it is more of a topic than it used to be. Yeah. I think Richard, what Bubba said is kind of what I was saying. We still talk about whatever's on our mind, just different things are on our mind now. <laughs> uh, and I, cause I'd ask you the question, are you the same person and have the same interests you had in 1996? Oh, definitely not. I'm more political now as well. Yeah, I, so I mean, like I said, I, I, I like the show and the and the comedy before. I just was kind of curious if you know, it's come to a point where y'all had to step up to you know the political level and nah. not as much comedy anymore. No, no, it's just, it just really flows from from who we are. We're really not talented enough to pretend. But but I but I can say this about the guys here, and, the, and we've all been in agreement. I think the fact that we still want to be here, 27 years later is the fact that we don't just continue to do things that we're tired of doing. You know, it, it, I don't ever want it to sound forced and, and uh, hey, we're doing something because we think we have to, not because we really want to. And, and, and uh, we're still kind of the exception to the rule yeah. that we cover the topics we cover. I mean, there's political shows, there's sports shows, there's comedy shows. We, you know, uh, there's spiritual shows that handle all various flavors of that, but uh, – you know, we kind of handle a little bit of all of it. So, yeah, and, 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 it, and those are those are not as widespread. I mean, I can't really name a lot of them. Yeah, I even know sometimes, Richard, just being fully transparent, I really do know that sometimes you think today we need, or right now we need to do something goofy and silly and funny, but we just can't force it. You, we've never. It, it really has to be there, uh, and uh, and so we try to. And I think that's what's always made the show work is because I don't think anybody thinks we're faking it. I, I talked to people all last weekend uh, when I was at that men's conference. They were you know around anywhere between 2,700, 3,000 men there. And you know the thing I kept hearing over and over again? I feel like I know you guys. Uh, the reason why I like the show is I feel like that what's going on in your life seems to be the same things that are going on in my life. And I just feel like that we're sitting around talking at our house. And, and, and people will say that. I know you don't know me, but I feel like that I know y'all. And you know what we say? That, that's good. That, mean, that means that connection has taken place. It's also one of the things unique about, about radio uh, is there's a connection that really the other mediums just have never been able to pull off. So, uh, so it, it's, it, it, to, I think what you were asking now that I realized, was there a game plan? And the answer is no. <laughs> there, there, there really never has been. The show has evolved because the people doing the show have evolved. Yeah, the game plan has been not to have a game plan. Yeah. So, so that, does that answer the question? Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Richard. And I'm glad you're still with us. Thanks a lot. Uh, R.T. Langford. Hadn't heard from R.T. Oh, in a RT. while. R.T., how you doing, buddy? Well, I'm doing all right this morning. How y'all doing? Good, good. I, I, I hope you're having a good day. Well, I'm here, so I'm just driving a little bit. But I heard you on there talk about twerking on the old ambulance. And, and I had to do some twerk on the ambulance one time. <laughs> you you, you did? did? You did? <laughs> thank you. Well, well, yeah, sir. You know, it, it, it's the turning of the ranches and whatnot that... It's the tedious wake is what we used to call twaking, and I had to do some twaking too. <laughs> oh, okay. I got I it. Okay. okay. Maybe not quite twerking. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. That's a little different, aren't you? But I, 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 I
Wait, what the words y'all talking about? It's, it's different. It, it's it's you, just, it just a little dance move. Yeah, it's, coordination. It's a little dance move that uh, women who, uh, you know, I guess will dance this way and then go out and complain why men see them as objects. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know nothing about dancing in no ambulance except for that one time they started poking me and I got to jibbing and jabbing and trying to get up out there now. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I've been there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I understand. Archie. Lord have mercy. Hey, y'all have a blessed day now. You, you too, Archie. Thank, thanks for calling. <laughs> uh, let's go to Steve in Scottsboro. Steve. Steve, listen to us on 101.7. What's going on, buddy? What's up, fellas? Morning. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Listen, I just had to thank Greg for the 50 pounds of chewed up bubblegum comment. <laughs> it owned me. It owned me. Yeah, those may have been more like six. Yeah, those, those little drop-ins, you, know, you, yeah. you got to keep listening. You got to catch them little drop-ins as they go by. See, some people's missing that humor. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cheryl, go ahead. Hey, Cheryl, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Um, first time caller. Yay. Thank you for oh, calling. Right. A lot of first timers today. First Go ahead. Time. Yeah. Been listening to you guys from the very the beginning. And this is the first time I've actually got in. Tried a few times. Um, I was calling about the ambulance and the comment the gentleman made about Rush Limbaugh and talking about ignorance in America and how these people were ignorant. And I just want to make a small comment about that. Ignorance by the definition is lack of knowledge. These people didn't have lack of knowledge, in my opinion. Good That's point. my opinion. That's good point. Well, you, you know, I oh, say yeah. that, but it kind of goes back to maybe this is something you have to cover now that at one time you didn't have to cover. <laughs> I mean, have we gotten to the point that people don't know you shouldn't work on an ambulance? <laughs> I hope not. So they, they need to be they need the knowledge of that, or, or do, no, do like her point said, is her they point know is they, they have to they do have it. the knowledge and they they, they, they do it anyway. Right. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. got caught up in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Now, Cheryl, you make a good point. No, I know I shouldn't do this. I just do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of want to do it. Right. Yeah. I have to check say, it I've, out. I've had those moments in my life. I knew what I was doing. I shouldn't be doing. I just did it anyway. Uh, so, fifteen minutes to the top of the hour. Eight six six. We be big is the number. There's more Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number, and thank you for being with us. All right, so um, the Olympic Games are almost here in, in Japan. By the way, I got an email from somebody in Japan, and they said the COVID crisis there is much overstated to what it really is. What, somebody's hyperbole and exaggeration? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they said it was It was just like a lot of places here. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we there. you want me to just let CNN tell yeah. you yeah, all about this? Uh, because New Zealand's weightlifter uh, will be the first open uh, trans competitor in the Olympics. This is a trans woman, meaning a biological male. And here's CNN with the announcement. History has been made as well as weightlifter Laurel Hubbard has become the first transgender athlete to qualify for an Olympic Games. Transgender athletes have been allowed to compete at the Games since 2015, but up to this point, nobody has qualified. 
Hubbard competed in men's weightlifting competitions before transitioning in 2013. And she's set to compete in the super heavyweight 87 kilogram category as the oldest athlete in the competition at the age of 43. Another transgender athlete, BMX rider Chelsea Wolfe, will travel to Tokyo as part of the United States team, but has been named as an alternate, so she's not assured of competing. Uh, now, that last one was the one who claimed if she was on the podium, she was going to burn the American flag. That's the cyclist? Yeah. Now, which way is the cyclist? Is, is this a this is transgender a, male or female? I think it's a male to female. Rick, all of I'm them not sure. that you hear of in sports go that way. I was going to say, have y'all have we heard one that's a female that says, hey, I want to jump in the male game? Uh, that there's no, there's no advantage to doing that. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Take a look at that, Rick. Mm. So we're going to let somebody the, the female, represent our country that the, says they're going to burn the flag? Wouldn't that be kind of be crossing you out on our team? I think it would, yeah. yeah. The female weightlifter from New Zealand, if you are a female and you've been training for this, I got bad news for you. You're going to be out of luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, Greg, you told us what the Olympics tried to do is to deal with this transgender thing. They're saying if your testosterone exceeds a certain level, you cannot compete as a yeah, woman. You have to maintain below it for 12 months. But but right. the but the problem is that you said – Well, let's, I'm the, looking for the article the, the, yesterday that actually broke the numbers down. And unless I misread it, it said even at that level, it's like five times what a normal female, unless I read it wrong. Yeah, saying that – So the Olympics look at your uh, – the chemistry of certain – things in your body to determine if you qualify as female. Yeah. Right. But but the fact that it's still a biological male uh, is is there's an advantage there physically that people can't get yeah. around no matter what they try to do with hormones and and you know the lowering of testosterone and yeah. and all of that. I mean it, and but they still, have come up with a number that they say if you can stay below this for twelve months you can compete. Because as you, a female. You could even see in this video, and I'm not saying that this person would you know, I'd like to know how they did when they competed as a man. Um uh, because you know, if you if you get if there are some times if you've got the strongest woman with one of the weaker men, you may you may can get to the right. point right. where something can equal. But you can tell the muscle mass ability of this um transgender woman is going to exceed anything that a biological female can. And correct me if I'm wrong, this particular individual also has competed as a male in weightlifting. That's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah. How'd they do? I don't think. I don't know. Because you know what I'm talking about. Like, let's say, let's talk about sprinting. If I am a really, really slow man, then there are women that can that, yeah. that can outrun yeah. me, oh, yeah. no problem. Absolutely. But, but what we're saying is the fastest woman in the world won't even come close to being the fastest man in the world. Yeah. So males physically have mu- the ability to produce much more muscle mass uh, and strength than uh, than the way a woman's body is designed. And that doesn't mean they're any uh, less equal in value. It just means different, distinct. Um, so that's why we usually have women competing against women and men competing against men because we all recognize that science. That's why we. It's, that's why we started that. It, it, it's science. <laughs> but now this transgender world, uh, the impact on women's sports is going to be. It, it's not going to be a positive. Uh, and and people have worked so hard and rightfully so to. to we well, saw in Connecticut in the track and field yeah. in the high school. Right. 
you know, and the girl sued, and the judge threw it out because they'd already graduated now by the time yeah. it got to court. Yeah. So, but und- so they never did decide the issue. But I will say this: if the Olympic Games say this is our standard and you've met it, then you know the, the, trans, the transgender uh, person can, can I, compete. I just, I, I just feel bad for the females who have trained, no matter what the sport, no matter if it's Connecticut high school athletics or the Olympics, who have trained to do this, and they're going to be denied by somebody who was a biological male. It just does not seem fair. Well, you you touched on it, and we've touched on it before. I think the solution is that there should be another category. Yeah, I think you're going to have to. I I think that biological men should compete against biological men, and I don't like when women who who claim to be women are thrown into men's sports. I'm not really a fan of that because I don't don't think that's good. There's potential danger there for the the woman, in my opinion, especially things like football. But uh, and and wrestling men wrestling women that's just weird to me and uh, just doesn't seem appropriate. But but anyway, so why we may have to create a trans division uh, and the trans athletes compete against each other in their own division. And when you do that, you lose the advantage. I don't think you're going to see as many people excited about it. Probably going to be tough to to sell tickets to. Probably, probably I'm not sure there's a big demand for people that want to. To watch that, but they may they may they may, they may create an audience and have the, and you know and you know they they make their way into the arena on merit. Uh, I know that's kind of a lost word that we don't use anymore. Right, uh, right. that uh, merit's been been left behind. Mer- merit's become a bad word. Now. <laughs> it's become a bad word now. Yep, yep. Uh, so before, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, before transitioning, uh, Laurel Hubbard's had a for a short time a record in the New Zealand Junior uh, Records division, Ooh. but that was uh, surpassed by someone named David, and then uh, Laurel now competes as a woman, as you guys know. So, so she, so, so he, when when it was, when Laurel was a man or identified as a man, and at least in the junior division, did pretty well. Hmm. So, uh, sounds like. So we will see. We'll 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 see how this goes. It may be that this uh, biological male is not strong enough to. To beat uh, the biological females in this uh, sport, but um, yeah, we don't have the East Germans you can count on anymore. No, you yeah, know, no, they they could come solve this. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, they pretty strong. But did you see? We were talking about the rules for the Olympics. Uh, it's going to be in Tokyo. Uh, that they're going to have fifty percent. Uh, you know, admittance into the stadium, but you're not supposed to cheer. Did I read no, that you can't right? Cheer or do high fives. What are, what are we doing? <laughs> you can't yell out loud. <laughs> what, what are we doing? Am I in a mask in the stands, too? Oh, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Rick, yeah. I mean, look, the Asian rim, they go around. They've been in masks a lot longer than we have. Master. Uh, top of the hour. We'll take your phone calls when we come back. 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'd love to talk to you when the Rick and Bubba Show continues. If you're leaving us today, thanks for being with us. Have a great day. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is Marion Jones, and you're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. Six minutes past the hour. The real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Adler, all here. Rick and Bubba interns at Rick and Bubba University, Boom Boom Bazooka, Millie Vanilli Wafer, and Picking and Cheering. 
earning their degree in common sense from Rick and Bubba University. And if you want to get in, uh, got about, about two or three lines that are available. The others are full. We'll start working through those to start the hour. But welcome back first, Mr. Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Honored and privileged. Thank you for spending a few hours with us each and every day. To the phones we go to start the hour. Uh, let's start. Um, with Jordan. Oh, let's start. We're going to get a fire in there. Oh, Jordan. I mean, Jordan. I mean, right out of the gate, Bubba. We're going to get a fire in there. A lot of people named Jordan. Uh, All right, Jordan. Fire it in there. All right, Jordan. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. What's on Jordan. your mind? Morning, Biggins. Green Acres to you. Oh, we've got a little Green Acres working too. Go ahead. I have to share this with you. I'm going to just uh, read this Babylon B headline, and then I'm going to hang up the phone and let y'all discuss. Oh, we I, I uh, think we've already seen no, it. We, you can't say that word. I mean, even Bab- I haven't read it today because I mean, come on. I mean, it's uh, they they've got a a doozy uh, they put out yesterday over the trans athlete and an injury that the trans athlete received, and uh, and the injury would. Uh, would kind of take away the notion that this person's going to compete as a woman. Yeah. And it, it was, hey, it was funny. If you could have read it, it would have happened at 6.06. <laughs> right. We'd already, we'd already been way past it. But, Jordan, thank you for that. I'll just let everybody go look at that on their own. Uh, let's go to Joyce out of Birmingham, 104.7 WZZK. Joyce, go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. I just don't understand how an albuterol inhaler or an asthma medication can be considered a competitive enhancement, but all of these um, hormonal therapy treatments that people go through in order to change, quote, change their sex are not considered somehow enhancing. I do, there's a lot of things in the world I don't understand. That's a big one. I don't get it. Yeah, it makes no sense, but I can answer to you why, And but it's still now, warn, let me warn you, I will tell you why, but it's not going to make you feel any better because it will <laughs> still be uh, illogical. In our society, if you can position yourself, and we have we have we have many of them, meaning you're not allowed to speak critically of me because fill in the blank. Well, the the transgender community has worked themselves in that position, and if you're critical of anything involving transgender, uh, you're mean. Uh, you're, you know, I don't know what the word would be. You're some you're transgender phobic. Uh, you are you are less a human. You're a Neanderthal. You're backward. You're not woke. Uh, and so what happens is once someone can establish that kind of status in our society, then they're bulletproof. There, there's nothing you can do. Now you said something logic logical. If we consider these things to be an advantage, how can we not let this be an advantage? And you're just not allowed to have that point of view. I'm sorry. Uh, it's illogical, but it's not allowed. Uh, so uh, that's that's the world in which we now live. You know. So the key, I guess, is you think there's any shot we could ever get in that category and be one of these people you can't speak out against? Um, uh, no, I don't think so. Rick. Be, we got yeah. a lot against us, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we. Yeah, boy. Yeah. There's just a lot of, you know. So uh, a lot of shameful things we are. <laughs> Listen, and you do you need to get in touch with your shamefulness. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I saw the video. <laughs> you know, uh, my, my wretchedness is pretty clear to me. That's yeah, why I needed no. redemption. But yep. and there's no need for anybody to add on. Uh, let's go to Ryan and Gadston Z93. Ryan, go ahead. Uh, so for the first time ever, a couple months ago, me and my wife went to Top Golf. And she beat me two out of three games. Mm. And at that point in time, I retired from sports altogether. Mm-hmm. I could not imagine being a man on the world stage competing in a woman's 
sport or women's division and end up losing. That would just be embarrassing to me. So I, I'm just gonna let y'all talk about that. Yeah, you know, the few times that Sherry beat me in a sprint, uh, I mean, it almost made me go work out to say I must write this wrong. <laughs> uh, even though, but look, there's a lot of females that can beat males yeah. in sports yeah. on, on various things. But when we're talking about the best of the best, yep. on average the male is going to take that because of their physical makeup. Yeah, I mean, if you're the fastest woman in the world, then you can beat guys that are average down. You can't beat the elite. And um, and that's just because of what I said. It, it's a physicality thing. It has nothing to do with the quality. Uh, and I'm with you. I don't know where the shame is. I mean, it, and I, will, I will give Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner credit. He realizes how ridiculous this is, or, or she, and, and – um, I mean, and, and he and he says this has nothing to do with being anti-transgender. You know, Caitlin Bruce Jenner has a weird concept that the choices that he has made in his life that he thinks is where his peace is found. He realizes there's some sacrifices that come with that. Yes. Now we don't live in that society anymore, and <clears throat> but I would say that if I was a biological male and I wanted to identify as a woman. I think there still would be something that said, I'm not delusional and I have no interest in competing against biological women because though I identify as a woman, and that's a mental thing, uh, biologically I'm not one. So to go into that division and compete, I really haven't accomplished anything. Yeah, and we've said this before. No one is more qualified to make that opinion than Bruce Jenner. I mean, he's he, transgender. He he's he a world class athlete. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he 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 knows. That's both. He's involved in both of those worlds. Bubba in Alabama. Bubba, go ahead. Uh, what's up? <laughs> oh, different Bubba. Up, yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, T. Bubba. Greg. Hey, I got a question for all these racially motivated people out there. Oh boy. Uh, if you were drowning, or one of your children was drowning, or somebody you dearly love. And there was no one around, and all of a sudden there was a hand stuck out to pull him out. Would you care what color it was? Thank no, you, Bubba. sir. No, you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't. It, you wouldn't. Yeah, it's uh, that's right. Well, the thing that's confusing now is is I, I think I see a narrative being created created now, where which I thought was the goal that we didn't see people's color, we saw their character and their worth. We're now being told that that attitude is wrong. Uh, that's the strangest thing, isn't it? And that I don't know what to do with that. I know. So I'm not supposed to see people as equal, no matter what their ethnicity, and 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 just a human being that is a, a worth so much value that God Himself came off His throne and and died in their place. That in and of itself is the wrong attitude. No, I must now. I'm now wrong to not recognize ethnicity more. I think that's what they're saying. Well, this is hard to follow. When you see the list of the requirements, yeah. it's in there. Yeah. I mean, Until that changes. Yeah, I don't know. And who I'm knows confused. when that will happen. I read one about <laughs> slang words yesterday, and I got so confused. About it, I, I didn't know what to think. Right. <clears throat> and you know what happens? It, 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 you get to the point where people say, okay, I'm willing to try to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then just like we did when you know we, we tried to add on to the law and all this that God handed down, then what happens is people become so frustrated and burdened by it, they just give up. Yeah. And it's, I, oh, yeah. yeah. Can't do it. My brain can't, can't, can't process this. Kurt in Florence, W-L-A-Y. Kurt, go ahead. Hey, guys. I just want to say that I thoroughly enjoyed the Gridiron Conference. This is my fourth one. My son and I started out, uh, and I didn't get a chance to call yesterday, but we started out at T and I. 
And this weekend, we were able to bring 18 other guys wow. with us. Had, right. a, had a fantastic time. Uh, and I want to say you really look good in that blue shirt. Thank you, buddy. I like my and blue also, shirt. And also, <laughs> uh, I saw some women sitting up in the crowd. Kind of bothered me a little bit. I saw, you know <laughs> what? Uh, uh, snuck in. Well, I was afraid because no. I didn't know whether, that, whether these may be women identifying as men. I didn't know. Uh, well, you, say, got you don't know. That's my point. Did that's you that's ask that's what their pronouns were? Yeah, because I didn't know well, if – if they were WBs or, you know, wife bringers, I didn't know what was going on. What were their see, pronouns? Anybody look, know? I was, I, was trying, I was trying to look for a watch, you know, to see if I had a lady's watch or a, uh, or a big watch. You know what good. I mean? That's I good. couldn't see, and I didn't want to approach them because I didn't want to get beat up. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that look to the watch. I, ne- I never uh, thought about that. Yeah. Well, thank you for a comment on my blue shirt. Um, how'd you like my gray one on Saturday? Uh, Usually with us, darker's better. Always, always. 15 minutes past, 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. Our website, Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and.com. Go there for all the information about the Rick and Bubba show, how to get all the Rick and Bubba content, shop the Rick and Bubba store for swag, and look at upcoming events. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick 21 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866, we be big as a number. Day without a O'Reilly Auto Parts, upcoming events. Uh, getting excited about uh, after vacation, getting back out there again. Uh, we've got man church opportunities for you. Uh, Orange Beach, Alabama. How about Orange Beach? Sunny 105. A United Methodist Church there in Orange Beach. They'll be kicking off the men's discipleship strategy with the Man Church, and I'm honored to be there to kick that off with them. And those men, if you want to join us, you're welcome to be there. Uh, July 24th, Man Church again, First Baptist Church, Decatur, Alabama, 100.3 The River. Uh, then I'll be staying that evening and speaking the next morning at the Sunday service uh, or services. I'm not sure if they have only one or two, uh, but looking forward to being there in Decatur, Alabama on July 24th and 25th, 24th. Uh, is men only. August the 6th, uh, be headed up to Huntsville again. Uh, this time uh, we'll be over at Mount Zion. They'll be doing a men's event, a men's gathering. Looking forward to being there. Uh, called a man, faith, and football event. So I'll uh, be speaking there. They'll be also implementing the men's discipleship strategy. And then the 12th of August, Athens, Alabama, uh, they're already doing the discipleship strategy. And I, I think they're about three-quarters of the way through the first curriculum, and I'll be there for their man church, uh, excited about their next gathering. And then Sherry and I will be together in Pensacola, Florida, uh, at Olive Baptist Church. Uh, this is a marriage uh, gathering. Uh, Sherry and I both will be speaking, and uh, Shane and Shane will be in concert after our sessions. If you'd like to uh, have a great weekend in beautiful Pensacola, Florida, and uh, have spend some time with Sherry and uh, and me, we'd love to have you. Uh, so go there for August 14th. You can see how to get tickets right there. Uh, so all of this coming up, uh, and looking forward to Cape Girardeau, Missouri. We do a man church one day, August 21st. So uh, all that's coming up for the rest of the summer. All that can be found at rickandbubba.com. Under upcoming events, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices. Excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. So, Bubba, we had a caller earlier that said they'd been listening since 96. You and I have been doing this since 94. And this is a story that is as old as Rick and Bubba. And I don't know what's going to happen if people are ever going to learn about exotic, exotic pets, especially the chimpanzee. Let me just say to all of you out there, two things I want you to learn today on the program. 
Do not twerk on ambulances that are on the way to help people have been shot. That's right. one. Uh, that's I think one. that's a given. <clears throat> that's one. I thought we had that on the list without having it on the right. list. Un- uh, uh, undoubtedly, we have to put that on the list. Uh, now, I would like for all of you to know, once and for all, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not have a pet that can take you. And I would put at the top of the list of pets you should not own, chimpanzee. It's going to the top of the list. Once he gets a certain age. Oh, my good Greg, let's just don't even. That's why Michael yeah. Jackson put bubbles down. No, you're right. And we he got s- to a certain age, and right. no, he wasn't going to go to the Grammys with him. Uh, so now <laughs> we have a deputy in Oregon, as if Oregon didn't have enough trouble. A deputy in Oregon had to shoot and kill an adult pet chimpanzee this past Sunday because it attacked uh, a woman and, uh, and I think her daughter. Uh, it says they were called about 8 a.m., uh, you know, it, maybe it'd be better to get up and get ready to go to church versus getting up and feeding the chimpanzee. Yeah. Uh, the chimpanzee's owners, uh, owner is Tamara and buddy. I got no chance on that last name. None. Uh, she said that the, Bro-gotti? that the ape had gotten out of the cage, had bitten her daughter in the torso, arms and legs. Boy. Uh, so now she is 68 years old. Her daughter is 50. She says now, because the chimpanzee's gone nuts, they're now trapped inside a basement bedroom, and they are in need of medical assistance. Hopefully it can get there without someone twerking on the hood. Maybe. Um, so in order to provide medical aid to the daughter, the ape had to be fatally shot in the head. By the way, props to the deputy. Yeah. He didn't yeah. play. Pretty good, good shot. shot. Yeah. Um, because he, you know why? Because the chimpanzee will now hurt and kill anybody uh, that's trying to get to help the other human that the he's already mauled. You mean Buck? Yeah, right? I'm talking about Buck. 17-year-old chimpanzee? Oh, see, he's way yeah. 17. Old wow. Buck. Mm-hmm. After the incident, both women were taken to the local hospital, uh, that, about 200 miles east of Portland, for treatment. Uh, Oregon, and now hang on to this, this brilliant idea. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oregon made it illegal to own chimpanzees in 2010. So you're all right, well, that's smart. But then they had this. But anyone who owned an ape prior to 2010, have been authorized to keep the animal for the rest of its life. Yeah, grandfathered in. Uh, Probably. That's that's pretty typical in laws. Right. Although. In this case. (laughs) If it's something that's considered dangerous, maybe go ahead and pull those. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They made a decision to keep this this chimpanzee, and they've paid a price for it. Now, I guess while they're sitting there uh, getting stitches. Well, now you're you're quoting Erica Fleury, the program director at the North American Primate Sanctuary Alliance. Here's what uh, Erica says to all of you. Listen, if you don't want to listen to Rick and Bubba, what do we always hear now? Follow the science. Attacks from any privately owned primate in captivity should be expected. Underline that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because these animals are not living healthy lives where they can express their natural urges and engage in natural behaviors. I would take a note of that. Now, well, that covers a lot, doesn't it? Listen to what she says. If you own a primate, you've created a ticking time bomb mm-hmm. uh, by engaging in direct contact with a dangerous animal. Now he is dead, and a woman has been mauled because of this woman's refusal to follow expert advice and transfer Buck to an accredited sanctuary. Once Buck got to that age, he had to go. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they got away, and they still got their yep. faces. Yeah, yep. that poor lady got a face eat off that time. Wow. Yeah, that was tough. I love this Ooh. line at the end. Poor old Buck. It wasn't clear what caused the chimpanzee's attack. I, I, I tell you, what he, it was. The, he's in the chimpanzee. He's, he, a, he's an ape. He's That's an ape. what. Yeah, the, yeah. He, he is an ape. He and, doesn't need a reason. And something went wrong. And oh, man, uh, wow. and their strength. Oh my gosh, their strength. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and they're biting and they're grabbing and they're breaking and they're tearing. Yeah, they're I mean just, they're really um, strong. Rick, I'm shocked at how strong a little raccoon is. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, imagine an eight. Do you realize how strong they are? They're strong. Yeah. You, you know that uh, Anybody, if you get that thumb working, you can make it. Did you know a, a chimpanzee can grab you by the wrist and jerk your arm from your shoulder? Oh, I know. I don't deal with that. Thank mm. you for that, Rick. But, well, I'm just telling you. Mm. And, and let me tell you the places. I and mean, they're the, not talking about Sir Lancelot Link. Mm. No, the things that they bite and the things that they grab. <laughs> I you, you, won't, right you, no, won't, you won't know part of that. No. No. Mm-hmm. no, target areas. Uh, that, for some it. for some reason, they love to tear people's face off. I don't know fingers. why. Fingers, oh, they'll go after a finger, torso. Well, Rick, if you uh, watch cats, worse. if you watch cats Nose. or dogs or any of that, they all they go for the neck. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're I they go for that neck. I was um, I was watching an animal documentary just last night. By the way, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, Black Death, water buffaloes against lions. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Is a dandy. Rick, you love all that. Uh, but, but anyway. <laughs> but Trials you, of life. Yeah, but the uh, <laughs> Sherry came by and she goes, Rick, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't mind watching you know animals and their beauty, but why do you get, get in these? At some point, we're watching another animal eat another one. Yeah, that's And I said, well, this is a circle of life. Well, you want the I whole mean, story, don't you? Yeah, this is all going to huh? be redeemed, but right now I, we got I, problems. I don't yeah. want to see but, it. But here's the thing. I love when all these experts start trying to talk to us about chimpanzees and when you can recognize when they're agitated. <laughs> I tell you when I recognize it when it's ripping my face off. Yeah, that, that's a sign. Yeah, yeah, when they show you their teeth, it's usually a that's big a marker. Uh huh. Yep. I don't yep. care if he can smoke cigarettes I or all the know. tricks they do. Great, no, great count still to ten. Yeah, all that. You, know, still, you know, life's go got get th- you a beer. But all yeah, that. Yeah. life's got things out there that I can't control. Greg, like I have to get in a vehicle. I don't have a choice. That's true. If I if I want to function, but I just don't know about going to bed every night saying if something went wrong with the cage, we're all going to die. Tonight. I know. I know. I don't I, have I, to do I just, that. I, I That's not required of me. Who wants to walk that line? No. I try to keep things that can harm me out of my house. Right. Yeah. Not uh, invite them in. You know, Buck is dead. Give him a banana. And the women are injured. Nothing good came from No. No. We'll be back. Bottom of the hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. So working our way back. All right, we got a new sponsor on the Rick and Bubba show. You got to listen up for this. You're gonna love this. Uh, boxofawesome.com. So a box of awesome. Uh, so some fun and exciting things that you can bring. Uh, it's a cool gift idea for somebody too. Uh, the the summer uh, uh, of your life could be you know upon you. You're thinking to yourself, well, I, I got things that I like. I got things I I enjoy. Uh, so what? There, there, there's an opportunity with uh, boxofawesome.com uh, to um, you know take your adventures to the next level because uh, they've they've got a new lineup and these are must-have collections uh, and this is from the folks at Bespoke Post. They're they're partnering now with small businesses all around America and and this is some emerging brands uh, to bring you the most unique goods every month. Now, I want you to think about this. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome. Dot com has you covered from from travel and outdoor gear, maybe some some summer styles, even even grooming goods, and so much more. Their collection covers just about every part of your life. Now, if you'd like to get started and say, "I want to look into this and take a simple online quiz," because they don't want to send you a box of things you're not interested in, they want to know things that you consider to be awesome. So you can do that by going to boxofawesome.com. 
And then based on your answers, they're going to help their team uh, dis- decide what they should put in your box of awesome uh, for you or whomever you decide to, to surprise because it also, like I said, makes a good gift too. Uh, they realize new boxes every month across um, – I mean, sorry, they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free, and it's super easy to sign up. Uh, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime you want to. You're not locked into some you know, yearly contract or anything like that. Each box costs about $45, uh, and uh, the amount of stuff that's in there is guaranteed to be over $70 worth of gear inside that you're going to love or the person you're sending it to is going to love based on the questions that you answered. So right now, if you are a supporter of this show, and I don't know how you'd be hearing this if you weren't, uh, you can get 20% off the first box when you sign up at Box of awesome.com and, and just enter the code Bubba right there at checkout. Uh, so check it out today. This is brand new to the show uh, and put in your first order. Boxofawesome.com. The code is Bubba for 20% off your first box or you can find a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors. Just let them know what you're into or whoever you're going to send it to. All right, so uh, a couple of uh, your Americas today, and these are always fun. You're wearing that button now. Can we lock that thing out? Yeah, you, you, you just lock this button out. So in Minnesota, home of your Vikings, Bubba. Minnesota. Minnesota. In Minnesota, uh, we have a girl who is is talking. She's uh, she's nine years old, uh, and she is talking to her school board. Now, remember, Bubba and I have been working pretty hard here on the show to see if we can't bring back what used to be a given, but now it's become a superpower. And that's just that's just common sense to logically think through something. So we have a nine-year-old that seems to have this superpower because she's nine, uh, and she is talking to the school board about what she deems to be kind of an inconsistent uh, promise of no politics in the school. Uh, this is excellent, by the way. I didn't, Greg and I were talking about this earlier today, just all fair, and I didn't really give it a whole lot, and then he played the video for me. Yeah. Now picture nine years old. So y'all have been around Maddie lately, my yeah. Maddie, yeah. who's eight. Yeah, right, okay, okay, she'll be nine in September. Okay. And um, I can't imagine her put. I mean, this is Maddie's got some confidence. I don't know that she's got this kind of confidence. So he knows is. what she's talking about too. It's yeah. very well done. Yeah. So it's Lake Lakeville Area School Board. Uh, the meeting was on June the eighth. Uh, and here is what she said to the school board about them being inconsistent with the promise. So here we go. See here again. The other day I was walking down the hallway at Lakeview Elementary School to give a teacher a retiring gift. I looked up onto the wall and saw a BLM poster and an Amanda Gorman poster. In case you don't know who that chick is, she's some girl who did a poem at Biden's so-called inauguration. I was so mad. I was told two weeks ago at this very meeting spot, no politics in school. I believed what you said at this meeting. So at lunch, I went up to my principal to tell him about the BLM poster and that I wanted it down. He said it's not coming down. I was like, yeah, it is, because the school board said on May 25th, no BLM or politics in school. He said, that's weird. They were the, one who, they were the ones who made them. I was stunned. When I was here two weeks ago, you told us to report any BLM in our schools. Apparently, you know they're in our schools because you made the signs. I said there should be no BLM in schools, period. It does not matter the color you make the posters and the font you use. We all understand the meaning. It is a political message about getting rid of police officers, rioting, burning buildings down while King Governor Welch just sits on his throne and watches. We all know. Changing the font or the color of posters does not change the meaning. I am nine years old and I know that. 
You expect me to believe that you did not know what you were doing by making these posters? Come on, people. I do not judge people by the color of their skin. I, I don't really care what color their hair, skin, or eyes is. I judge by the content or the way they treat me. MLK said, I have a dream that one day my four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That dream has come true. I do not care or look at the color of skin, but you make me think of it. I have Asian, Mexican, white, Chinese, black friends, and I don't care. I like them because some of them make me laugh, some are sweet and kind, sporty, or share the love of God. They are just my friends. You have lied to me, and I am very disappointed in all of you. You cannot even follow your own rules. If you're going to do that, why do we follow any rules we deemed unfit or ridiculous? I'm not following your mask rule anymore, then. Get the posters out of our schools. Courage is contagious, so be courageous. And there we go. So, I like her latitude she's yeah, got. Well, and, and you know, whoever wrote that for her, she delivered it well. <laughs> she did. And, uh, she did. Yeah, and, and the bottom line is, you know, that what she's saying if, if all that's accurate, where they said, look, we're going to give you a school system with no politics in it, which I'd be all for. Yeah. I don't expect the way yeah. that I see the world to, to be taught to, right. to other children. Uh, that's something I need to be doing in my own home. Uh, but if you're going to say there's no politics, no political movements of any kind allowed at the school, then that means no political movements of any kind. That's it. Well, here's the problem, though. How, how do you teach kids about politics, about the parties, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. policies and all that when you have that kind of ban? I mean, are, are they just saying in the hall or you can't talk about this in the classroom? Or I think what they're saying is you're not going to come to your school. Now, they don't mean it because they did it anyway. Right. You're not going to come to a school and that school take a political position and put up things, uh, any propaganda in the school for any political party or any political movement. I don't think that means you don't teach government in government class. That may nowadays. Our history, I think what they're saying is we're promising you that there will be no attempt. I can't say that word. Prothelitize? Yes, There'll be be no attempt to prothelitize your children into any political view or any, um, any, any movement of any kind. And so they say, but... But you and, and that sounds good, but it's hard, I guess, in reality, to be completely, uh, you know, free of all that uh, if you're teaching it. But you know, I, I just I think it's good that they that they learn what one side thinks and what the other side thinks, and why one side thinks the other side's wrong, and and let them learn critical thinking on their own. Speaking of critical, um, but again, in the school, I mean. I know if you have kids wearing in shirts with various slogans on it, it's going to be disruptive. I got that. I mean, I almost see you. I understand why schools don't want that. Right. And she said, you said that, but now you have posters. Right. Not talking about in a class. Right. You have posters up in the hall promoting a political movement when you said that that wouldn't be on people's shirts. Right. That would, there would be no posters put up in the school. So, and then when I went to the principal and said, you even specifically said, <laughs> It, Black Lives Matter would be one of the things that would right. not be perpetuated in the school. And the, the teacher that I said, you're not supposed to have that up, said, well, the school board made them. And, and Dally, they, they took the logo and made it red, white, and blue, ver- different look, whatever. And she said, she said you're, not, you're not following the own rule, the, your own rules you said you were going to implement. So I don't know whatever happened, uh, whether the school board said, thank you, uh, and, and, you know, go away. Uh, it says that there's been... Yeah, what was the answer to well, that little speech? Fox News reached out to both the district superintendent and its board members seeking a comment on the matter, uh, and they, they have not commented. So there is no 
But it says that um, they, they highlighted the policy 535, which stated the goal for the district was to maintain a neutral view as to all political campaigns and issues. And she says, well, why are you promoting the political movement Black Lives Matter in the hall if that's true? Because you said that you wouldn't do that. She's a little sassy about it. Yeah, she, she was. was. She was. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that don't part, you, Maddie does have. Mm. Yeah. I Maddie. started to say, don't you know she's a little handle around the house? Oh, oh yeah. Maybe she'll debate you on something. <laughs> I can relate to that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway, um, I tell you what. I, 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 what is she going to think about the Minnesota schools implementing critical race theory? Mm. But, uh, but anyway, so probably not a fan. <laughs> but, but there is no. There has, to answer our question, there's been no comment from. Superintendent or the board, but um, but if they if they pass the policy the way it's read, then they shouldn't have these posters up, and that's kind of what she's saying. Live by their own rules, they pass. Well, uh, fifteen minutes to the top of the hour. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. minutes to the top of the hour the rick and bubba show 866 we be big is our number so i know that um many of us you know especially when we, we got into this world of playlist it used to be mixtape remember mixtape oh yeah golly remember a good mixtape <laughs> what's called a playlist now how about a lot of work though to make a mixtape oh it was rick. a lot of work oh, back in rick. the day i dubbed so many cassettes <laughs> oh, oh. mixtape me and uh but so now it's much easier with playlist and and you hear people talk about they have different playlists for different different things they're trying to accomplish didn't expect to see that yeah, but but anyway, it's, it's regular. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah. So anyway, I'm doing a study by the way. Brian, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in. Now. I think I'm gonna pick that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Greg has the mic. Well, he's Greg. He's got the mic under his <laughs> armpit <laughs> talking into. I was in the middle of something. I think we're on there. <laughs> so anyway, well look, that's happened before uh, with in, in, in Rick above the past uh, with even guest. Um, the uh, so you know, the, and you always have this thing of I, you know, you, if you go into any locker room anywhere and. Of course, now the world we live in, you can go in any locker room you want to, male or female. Yeah, and um, so, but you go in <laughs> or other, and you'll see people sitting there, and they've got their earbuds in, and uh, and they're listening to you know a, a playlist that they claim motivates them, gets yeah, them fired fires up. up. And uh, and yeah, and you're saying there's a study today that says there's something to this. Listening to motivational music like "I the Tiger" by Survivor <laughs> actually does help runners combat mental fatigue, according to a new study. This is from a university in England. They found that motivational playlists that include the 1982 smash hit improve performance on runner's test after a mentally draining mental test. Uh, As well as Eye of the Tiger, Mm -hmm. the playlist included Mm -hmm. No One Knows by Queens of the Stone Age. Anybody? I don't know. know Anybody? I've never heard of that. You may have to pull that up and play it, Rick, so we can tell what it is. Mm -hmm. Run this town. Say it again. 
Um, no One Knows by Queens of the Stone Age. Don't know them. Adler, I can't, is there a way for you to cover that if I play some of this in here? Yeah, and, I can cover it. That's a great song, though. Queens of the Stone Age are good. You like them? Queens of the Stone Age? The fact Adler likes it means I may not. All right, and what's the name of the song, Bubba? Uh, no One Knows. No One Knows. No, I, I haven't listened to that song in a, in a long time, so the lyrics, I, I forget, honestly. Uh, uh, I, hope I hope they're filthy. Another one, another one that w- was in this test was Run <laughs> This Town by Jay-Z. Yeah, I know no, that one. I don't that know one that one. That one will get you. You don't know that I do song. know that. And Power by Kanye West. Boo. By the way, I think Kanye West possibly the most overrated artist. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, even in that genre of music, I think there's people a lot better. Oh, Rick. I mean, I, when he performs live on Saturday Night Live, I mean, you, it's, it, you you look and go, so you do this for a living. Now, was that where he did the one under the tent? He did that, and then one time he was dressed up as a bottle of water. Yeah, I saw that one. I remember I that. That. that was weird. All right, so here here is um, Queens <clears throat> of the Stone Age. So, Adam, you, you can cover it for the YouTube if you need to. I'm looking at the lyrics right here. At least the first few lines look okay. I, I'm just trying to pick the tune up because I, I don't No, no, no. I got it. you. I, I just want to know what I'm about to play in case somebody says, hey, appreciate that <laughs> as I'm rolling here with my nine-year-old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, so, but it, it looks it looks pretty, pretty. This is oh, supposed I to, know this. Yeah, this supposed to fire me up? So. Is that fire you up? Well, I'm trying to play. All right, that now, didn't fire me. Well, up. Well, so, right, now pick one that you would want. Now, right, compared that, to I, the tiger, I don't, I don't like that. One. I get out of that. Yeah. That is. That's Here's the thing. One. So, Bubba, you're it's saying they mind. use this in the study? Yeah. They saw, okay. Yeah. So, so that to me that makes sense. And and the reason I say that we all have songs. I don't need a study to tell me that uh, certain songs make me perform better on a treadmill running than other songs. Um, Rick, I'm going uh, with shoot just, the thrill by ACDC. That's oh, yeah. what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. There are things I have playlists built in mind. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, for somebody to say it. we did a test, I mean, you know, is that something I, that I think, or do they see it They're really? Just any well, music that that right? Absolutely, that's the thing. And and so, for instance, if I if I was part of this test, so much that and they song. put me right, but when you compare it to well, other they, songs they used in the study, yeah. that probably did motivate them to run. Yeah, based on the, it would have motivated me to run away from that song. Well, yeah, but I, you don't know what you had, Rick. Finish. You don't know what you had listened to prior to that yeah. on the treadmill, and maybe even struggling through. Does that make sense? I just don't think that one's going to get me there. Well, it may not, but it, like I said, I don't like the song. I don't know what you, I don't know <laughs> I don't what either. in the study didn't they were playing me. before you heard that. Well, song. like like that Fran- may have been a pick me up like, compared to what like you just for instance, listened to. When I was in high school, and they said, "Here come the Yellow Jackets." Get all that. Yeah, <laughs> I get all. We're that. not talking about fine songs. Yeah, yeah. Rick, I think I that will fire me up for run. It's even called a fire. You put that on treadmill, lane, I don't pick up the pace. But if there's some slow song and it's kind of dragging. I think that's better than Queens of Stone Age. I'm with you. And some people are saying we didn't let it roll long enough. Mm. It's much more so, of a pump you up song than you know. We didn't play it. I don't know. But I don't want to pump I, up song, I, but I got to let it roll. I, I, I get, I get the, that. They're going by the tempo quick. and all that, but I kind of got to like the song, too. What, what about Jay-Z? No, I have songs I don't really like. I don't like I'll talk that much. But I did fire me. I don't either. Well, I mean, I don't hate it. It's not as good as Rocky. You're tired of hearing it. It's not as good as uh, uh, what's it called? It's under. It's under what's, the deal when you're. What's the Rocky original one? 
Oh, gonna, gonna fly, fly now. now. Already. Yeah, gonna Come fly. On. Now. Gonna fly now is much better than bum, 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 bum. What was the Jay Z song? Uh, I, Ninety nine. Be careful with it too, by the way. <laughs> no, I bet. Jay Z is run this town. Yeah, I'd be real <laughs> careful there. I don't really know, but I I'd run be this town. There it is. Let's see. Yeah, it's got explicit lyrics. Yeah, but again, Rick, can I just hear the beat though for a minute? It won't fire you up, but. Well, didn't it say that it's supposed to give me endurance? Yeah, it's supposed to it's supposed to make your performance it, better. It, it is based off what you just listened to. That's the whole point of this. I don't understand what you're saying. I know. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't, but I mean, that's all right. <laughs> what I'm talking about, like, if somebody says if you had a sad, slow song, you're on a treadmill, and you had a sad, slow song that wasn't really upbeat and whatever. Okay, and you're on the treadmill, and then all of a sudden, this song or that other dum, song dum, we just dum, played dum, comes dum, on. Dum. It's a. It's gonna pick you up and put you Tempo. in a place that the other the other one did not. Well, I could play any song. Then. That's the point. But why did they give me a list of these songs? That's what they used for the study. But why did they pick those songs? Because they thought they were good. Because they thought they, they were good. But didn't they think those would be motivated songs? Rick, this is not hard. No, I, well, I understand, but I, I think you're Rick's missing what I'm saying. Rick's just mad at those too. songs. Look, I don't want. I don't. You know, I mean, look, it's no Bull God by Kid Rock. I, yeah. I get Rick, I don't think those songs are that motivating either. Right, right. I, that wouldn't have been my choice. Uh, it's right. their choice, though. That's what they did and included in right. the study. I understand. I understand what you're saying. You know, uh, it's uh, not as interesting as are they, these are the greatest songs to motivate you the most, which is what, more what I'm wanting to do. Direct. Direct. That's, yeah. that's what all. That's what I do. When the that, songs that I think make me look sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Bob was going to say they think these songs really motivate people. I'm like, nah, I can find better songs than that. <laughs> you know, it's like other studies that say listening to Mozart can uh, significantly help the mind and brain uh, oh, increase their performance. Yeah, I right. just didn't do multiplication problems. <laughs> yeah, I just I never really some of that just I never really got into that. I bet I bet I can I bet I can play a song that'll make that runner have a bigger response than one they pick. Yeah, sure. absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna drop. What is it? Uh, I mean, Guns and Roses. Oh yeah! yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah, see, that's, that's, come on, that's yeah. good. No, I completely agree dun, with dun, that. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, the queens of whatever can <laughs> hit the road. Hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, huh? they think they can do thunder like ACDC. Yeah, there's another good one. Top of the oh, hour. Yeah, that's a real good. One. Thanks for being with us. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Warning, this program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant goobs. In the beginning, there was fun on the radio. Then the radio industry fell victim to corporate America and venture capitalist bankers who marched in with their research and up to their armpits in debt and turned the radio band into a wasteland of cookie cutters. Faceless, sound-alike stations who completely lost touch with the people they were meant to serve. Then there were two voices that cried out in the wilderness, faint at first, but becoming louder with every passing ratings book. It's okay to have fun again, to give the people what they really want to hear, and not treat them like a sea of mindless followers who have no choice in their radio entertainment. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show! Seven minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport another hour of Rick and Bubba. Here we go. Uh, Rick and Bubba University interns, uh, Boom Boom Bazooka, Pickin' and Cheerin', and Millie Vanilli Wafer take your phone calls this hour. 
And welcome back for a brand new hour. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Honored and privileged. And, uh, you know, we still got more uh, fallout from the Supreme Court ruling. Oh, there's more. Yesterday. And, uh, oh, the you know, Kavanaugh wrote a concurring opinion, meaning mm. he agreed, but he wrote his own. And he really took the sledgehammer out to the NCAA. Have a time. And said, hey, you guys ain't above the law. Just because tradition doesn't mean you get to skirt antitrust laws, blah, blah, blah. Have a time. And pretty much said he invited and was looking forward to the case where they could discuss full compensation for the players. Have a time. Well, the NCAA didn't Uh-oh, care for that. Oh, somebody got their feelings hurt. Their lawyer said the notable thing is that eight other justices did not agree with that and wouldn't sign on to it. The NCAA's outside lawyer, Jeffrey Mishkin, M-I-S-H-K-I-N, he told USA Today. So I don't think you can make very much of that concurrence. It's his own view, and he's writing for himself. So I think it's just not central to what they decided today. Well, no, it's not central to what they decided, Big Jeff. But (laughs) the point is... Uh, that there is a feeling, at least among one of them, and I would say all of them to some degree, they voted against you nine to nothing yesterday or mm-hmm. Monday yep. or whenever it was when they announced it, um, that you know some of this stuff that we've been saying for a long time just doesn't look good. And the NCAA, if they were wise, would get on this right now before they are held to a court ruling and would make some changes in this before they're told they got to. But it's going, whoa, Rick, we're talking about billions of dollars here. I know. And uh, people with billions of dollars usually don't like to give them give it up. Yeah, well, you and I talked about this in the break, and you and I both know where this is headed. And you know how we always talk about it. We've mentioned it before, when you sent little test balloons and – you go out there and you check you, you check the electric fence, see if how about just see where are your boundaries, where can you go? Uh, this this is if the NCAA does not realize if they can you know how there's nothing worse for someone not to see a storm coming. Yeah. And you're right. like you do see that on the horizon, right. don't you? Right. I mean, it, the it, radar is yeah. showing you what's about to happen. So we, if I was head of the NCAA, I would immediately get together with two or three of the leaders in Congress. Democrat and Republican, I might even ask for one of the Supreme Court justices to jump on there with us and start trying to craft something that everyone would be in agreement with, in principle, general, to move forward before the courts or the Congress rules on it and and takes all their power away. You're right. Because you're going to lose this battle, and it just, uh, you know, are you going to – are you going to negotiate an end to this? Or are you going to be overrun? Is the question. Yeah, and they could have they could have solved some of this by not having some. Rick, we've been harping on this for twenty seven years. The way they have treated these student athletes, saying they want them to be like every other student, but they don't let them be like every other student. That's the problem. And it's finally catching up with them legally. Yeah, I mean, you you they don't they aren't like every other student, and they're not treated like every other student. Uh, on uh, they're held to a different standard, uh, and that's all right. But let's just acknowledge that. But I'm telling you where this is headed, and if they don't get, and we've talked about it, and you've seen some people even in the NFL trying to suggest such things. We know that uh, when it comes to when we talk about college sports, we're really talking about the big three, and really in college sports, the big two: basketball and football. And you're talking about primarily. The big five conferences. Right, because basketball in March Madness makes a 
ton of money. Yeah. yeah it's and, a billion dollar. It's a billion dollar enterprise. And then college football makes a ton of money. Yeah. Everybody else is could make more if they expand to twelve and yeah, twelve. Everybody else, you know, very few other programs pay for themselves uh, outside of the big those big two. Um, you, you you but so you get down to this. We know that basketball and football is dominated by African American athletes. Okay. Yes. And so that's the overwhelming majority of these players we're talking about. It, it, it especially in the environment we're in now, you're going to see this this is going to be deemed racist that all these athletes produce all this money for all these rich white people and they don't get compensated to the level they should. And if you don't think that's coming, then you're just delusional. So to the point that you just made, Bubba, you need to go ahead and get on offense and go ahead and establish something to where you're going to say, well, we, yeah, we agree. We, we've taken care of that. I mean, we, we, here's our game plan. Here, yep. but, but this thing of every time somebody suggests it, you start pulling out all this, by the way, insincere talk of academia and education, which is completely insincere. Uh, this, we, all, we all know what the deal is. These sports make a tremendous amount of money for people. And, uh, and you're trying to keep as much of it as you can. And I do understand the problems. I do. Of saying, well, well how do we manage this? I understand that. But, you, but you're going to have to come up with something because that storm is coming. How, let me ask you this. How do – and we all like the idea of amateur sports. But let, let's just say college football. The players are the only amateurs out there, okay, if you yeah. want to look at it that yeah. way. Yeah. The coaches certainly are not. Um, the management at the universities are certainly not. Um, the facilities are certainly not. So how do you how do you find that mix? That's the, why the I licensing think, cer- certainly isn't. Yeah. So okay. Well, let's look at this. the The NCAA has already lost on the NIL name, image, likeness. That's changing. That's happening right now. Okay. They just lost on limiting benefits. Um, that are educational, okay? They lost that. They're going to lose on the other eventually unless they are proactive. And they can sit there and they can say, well, uh, you know, Kavanaugh, nobody agreed with him. Read what Gorsuch, I can't say his name, Gorsuch, Gorsuch, read what he wrote. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is coming. You better be proactive, or you're going to have you're going to be a tiger that's going to have every tooth in its head pulled out. So let's go back to this. If if we believe the garbage that they shovel, going to be a big old slobbering cat. Oh, you're going to about, about this is all about this is all about higher learning. This is all about education. Uh, this is all about, and that's all we need to be concerned about. If that really is the truth, then why don't we get a, a biology professor? that we're already paying to be a biology professor and have him coach the team yeah. and just say, well, this is all amateur. So the, these are amateur players, and, you're, and we're going to do an amateur coach, 
And so all we care about, this is just an activity at the at this great university of higher learning. Right. So let's all go over to the stadium. Let's just have a good time, and let's just get uh, Professor So-and-so to coach the team because it's just part of college life. It's not big business. Right. It's just part of college life. The main thing here is education. Well, we know that isn't true, and that's okay because I don't care because I enjoy it as well. Yeah. I, I, I want to see a product when I sit down in front of the TV. Yeah. I, I'm even okay with saying you come here and we offer you a shot at a degree. Now, if you don't do this and think you're going to try to play professionally or you just want to go do something else, I mean, my, my son didn't play sports, but he decided after one year of college that he'd rather go and start working. Yeah. You know, you can make those decisions. But come play for us, and, and we'll make this money. And by the way, we've got tutors. We've got class. we got this all available to you. And it's probably wise that you take advantage of this opportunity you've been given at no charge to you or your family to get a degree that will probably be something to fall back on or it will help you in the field you want to go into because, you know, the odds of you making it to the NFL maybe not be as high as somebody else. Here's that opportunity. And let's say a person says, I'm squandering that opportunity. I don't care. I'm here to play my sport. Uh, I'm not going to these classes. I'm not going to do this. And you go, well, that probably wasn't the wisest move, uh, but we gave you an opportunity, and now we're moving on to the next player. Next. and uh, But but everybody acts like that's not really how it is. Uh, yeah. and, well, and, and, let's look at, look at the numbers. But it really is how it is. Look at the numbers, <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. The new ABC ESPN deal with the Southeastern Conference alone uh, do do y'all remember? Wasn't that a three hundred oh, million dollar deal? Yeah, it's big. Up from fifty five. Yeah, they had with CBS. Right. It's a lot of money. And right now, since you're gonna have extra money coming in, now's the time to figure it out, so you don't have to cut somewhere else. The only and plus, the universities are gonna be squeezed because they depend on football and many times basketball to fund the other athletic things, which they're under court order to. Uh, to make available for Title IX. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Make our way back, 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. We'll take your phone calls coming in now. Topics that you want to discuss. Uh, we will go to uh, Jeremy out of Key Largo. Uh, hey, Jeremy, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you today, buddy? I'm doing great, guys. Love the show as always. Thank you. Hey, I happened to hear Jay Barker's show yesterday, and he was speaking on the name, image, and likeness. Uh-huh. And he said... He said the uh, on the NIL for the college students or athletes. He he said that during his spring semester after his playing career before he got drafted, he made more money than he did the entire first year of his NFL uh, year. When he Just was off his local uh, yeah. local endorsements. Uh, oh, yeah. So there's a lot of money for these guys to, uh, to make out there, and the colleges wouldn't actually have to pay them. They just let them make money on their own. Yeah, I mean that is one way, and there's no doubt about that. Especially in your own home market, you know, like like Jay got to experience. I mean, there there was there was money to everywhere, just in the the state where he played. Uh, so uh, yeah, and it was and it was just 
and it was just just the spring semester alone, he made more money than the entire first year of his NFL contract. I, I mean, mean <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty simple stuff. If I have uh, created a brand here and you allowed me the opportunity to create it, uh, and uh, this is the win for you, I, I help make you money, and now you're allowing me to make money. But I love a win-win. Yeah, yeah, don't I you? And, uh, and you could just make it like a free market. If I'm somebody that that you know never made the travel squad and and never never got any influence, uh, then I'm probably not able to monetize that the way the guys that did. <laughs> you better be really good on the kickoff team. <laughs> be nuts. So uh, let's. But you know, some it really is an ultimate decision between capitalism and socialism. It is. I mean, it really is. If we just want to throw everything out, that's what we're talking about with these two items. You know, if we the the fact that we have amateur athletes that that's really the sticking point in all this that that's where everything is coming to yeah. halt. Do we do we cross that line or not? And how do we do it? And I don't know. Robert and Gadsden Z ninety three. Robert, go ahead. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How y'all guys doing? Good. I was just saying the NCAA. I've always thought. You know how can they sell the jerseys with these students' names on them? And they're not making a percentage off of it. Well, the, the reason college. why they yeah the reason why they can do it is right now when you sign a scholarship, you give them you give them the permission to do that. Uh, they tell you they tell you straight up that you don't get paid for that. Right. Uh, that's why that has to change. That's why all this is going that's on. That's why the NIL is changing that. Yeah. That's why this right. this conversation's happening, and uh, because people have been saying that. But just understand. The players, unless this change changes, they know that going in. It's, they don't surprise you with that. That's right. That, that's part of the contract, uh, the the scholarship. Uh, but and people are saying, well, that should change, and I, I would agree. Michael in Kentucky. Michael, go ahead. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Hey, good morning. Hey, uh, I was just wondering, how far do you think this will go down? Do you think this will start impacting high school sports? Should those kids be compensated by – uh, whatever the gate brings in, they get a percentage, home and away teams. Well, well, you know, I think that's a great question. We were mm-hmm. talking about that off air yesterday. Uh, how far will it trickle down? The only catch you've got there is you're talking about kids over 18 and under 18. You're and also, that may be the circuit You're also right? talking about thousands of dollars versus millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of football programs that don't even make a profit. Oh, yeah, most. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, there's a lot of high school programs that the gate is – I mean, it, does, it won't even pay for, for the uniforms. Uh, so well, it, we're, we're not, we're not, ta- we're not talking about a tremendous amount of money here. It's kind of apples and oranges, frankly. Uh, listen, so I, you know, if somebody said, well, where does it stop? I'd say at college football. Yeah, I, I think. Right, where does it stop? College. I think long term, yeah. it's it going to be <laughs> right because you, you, you're going to talk about people over 18 again. That's that's going to be a big number yeah. in all. You that. see, ESPN 300 million dollars uh, for uh, college football, uh, high school football. I mean, ESPN's running some of it, but I, I bet that ain't paying. Probably the high schools want to be on. Yeah, they probably. Yeah, huh. it, it's it's there's just not the money in high school football, even in Texas. If you compare the money of high school football there versus a. Big time college football program. It's a huge gap, and there may be some trickle down with these top elite athletes that we're seeing on on these mm-hmm. signing days, where they're in their gyms and they're picking hats and they're yeah. carrying puppies. And hey, that may turn into <laughs> being at a dealership yeah. somewhere. Hey, we'll pay you this to come make your announcement here. Yeah. So the trickle down could happen. At, yeah, the high that- school football associations <laughs> or associations in general are going to have to get in front of this because of Bubba's point in well, regards. Let to me ask this down. right now: Can can the star quarterback 
of giving high school go to the car dealership and and sign some pictures? No, it's a great question. No, are I don't you sure? Think so not under the current. I don't know. I, I really don't know. And that's the, where I think it's going. They're, they're pretty tight, regulated, um, even about playing sports that are not sanctioned by that uh, group in a lot of states. So I think you're going to see some of that loosen up just so they don't become the target of a lawsuit. Yeah. Because yeah. now we see the, you know, the mood of the courts are starting to swing toward the players. Yeah, now that part I can see. Yeah. But, but the, the gate analogy is not a good one no, because not. the gate's really not a lot of money. Yeah, and so, I, I don't yeah, think that yeah, yeah. What, what has brought all this on is coaches' salaries and the money they're spending on stadiums and these TV contracts. Everybody says, well, my gosh, we're talking hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars. Where's my cut? Yeah, and, and there's no doubt that high school football has become a bigger deal than it ever was uh, when we were. I mean, yeah. yeah, you look at the <laughs> facilities they're building. What I was telling Greg and I were talking about when I go see uh, your son coach a team and what was the first six games? They didn't have the same uniform on twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah got plenty of uniforms. Now. <laughs> like, all we had here's your white jersey and yeah. here's your dark jersey. Yeah. Rick, and just, by the way, uh, the pants are the same. Yeah, you wear the same pants every week. <laughs> Even though the demand from a spectator has not been near as much, but look at the high school fishing. What it's generating. Oh now. yeah. Have you seen the numbers yeah. of these boats that are in these tournaments oh, and what it costs to enter a boat oh. and how many weekends of spring they? Well, they where's that them? money coming from? Who pays for all that? That'd be the parents. The parents buy you, they buy your kid. It's like, yep. So that'd be like if I, my kid plays high school football. That's my spirit pack. Watch yeah. expensive spirit pack. Oh, it is the tournament entry <laughs> spirit pack. <laughs> That's a big old spirit pack. Bottom of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. This is Jack Nicholson. Guess what? You're listening to the two sexiest fat men in radio, Rick and Bubba. I myself call them Richard and Bubsy, but that's another story. It's 35 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Allform.com slash Bubba. Allform.com slash above. Man, I love this company, and and I think you will too. Uh, go and see this really, really nice. You know, we're into summer now. Being comfortable in our own home is important. Uh, maybe a new couch or a chair or a sofa for the family room, the, the living room, the rec room, uh, maybe something out there on the screened-in patio. Uh, maybe you got a, a lake house, uh, some, if you're maybe got a, a place at the beach or or something like that, uh, you will love uh, this furniture, and they ship it directly to the address that you give them. It's high-quality, handmade in America, including armchairs, sofas, sectionals, and love seats, all at affordable prices. And I love that it's customizable. You, you, you go ahead and make it the way you want it. Uh, I love that it ships right to the door, uh, right out of beautiful North Carolina. You, you do pick the fabric. You do pick the color, the, the leg types, sofa sizes, shapes. And, and you make sure that it's perfect uh, for wherever you're going to place this piece of furniture, even your office. Uh, you know, you have kids, you have pets. Uh, you're going to love that the, all the fabrics are spill, stain, and scratch resistant. Uh, they really do have something for, for everyone. Maybe it's an armchair, maybe it's a love seat, all the way up to some eight-seat sectional sofa. So you're not locked into anything. You can start small, then buy more pieces of the furniture as you need it. So if you go to the old-fashioned department store, even a furniture store, you're, you're going to waste thousands of dollars on sometimes furniture that's not well-made, it's cheap. 
uh, with cheap materials from overseas and likely going to take weeks or longer to arrive. At allform.com slash Bubba, that furniture arrives fast, and the shipping is always free. You can have your new chair or sofa in three to four days, customize exactly the way that you want. And you don't need a screwdriver or any kind of setup tools. Uh, what you need comes with it, uh, if, and that's at no charge. If you're worried that you don't like it, that's not a problem either. A 100-day free trial with free returns and a full refund. Nothing to lose. So why don't you go to allform.com slash Bubba, save 20% off anything you buy, and get a forever warranty. A forever warranty. That's the quality. Allform.com slash Bubba. That saves you 20%. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Bubba, if you're wondering, just when just when you were just about ready to return to the NFL, speaking of sports, I mean, you were there and said, well, maybe we'll get into a season this year. The pandemic's over. Uh, maybe we can get into where I can just go and I can just watch football and I can just enjoy it. I can just enjoy the sports. No more kneeling for the national anthem. No more pandemic mass stuff. Uh, maybe we'll have some of that back. I don't know. Crowds returning to the stadiums. You, you're just about to think you can have it like you like it. And then, boom, boom. Uh, Carl Nassib, is that how you say the name? Yeah, Nassib? I, I'm not familiar with it. Nassib. Nassib. Uh, and I don't know why he thinks this is necessary. If he wants to live his life the way he wants to live it, that, that's fine. But, see, that's not enough because now we must all be activists. And uh, probably he f- was tired of feeling the pressure of the movement of the LGBTQ and, and whatever other symbols and letters that need to be added to be appropriate. Uh, he now has come out and said that I am now an openly gay active NFL player. Um, he made the announcement on Instagram. Uh, and, and the thing that, uh, the, that I don't understand about this is that it seems like he says he just wants to live his life and he's never been somebody who wanted to be in the spotlight. Uh, and he's a pretty, pretty private person. Uh, and he said he's not doing it for attention. Uh, but I got news for Carl. That's all you're going to get is the yeah. spotlight. Look, Bubba, we've gone. Let me say, if you want to know how it's going to be this season, and I think, look, this is he and I may we certainly disagree on on God's standard for things, and we all have things that we struggle with that you know might be deemed in, in a point of view as being a, a sin. Somebody else says I don't think it is, and. And we have the right to disagree, and he has a right, as long as he's not harming other people, uh, other people uh, to live his life the way he wants to live it and to be the person he wants to be. But guess what? So do I. You know, it's not just a one-way street. Right. So it, it, what's going to happen now, instead of him just going out being a football player that, that impacts the Raiders and, and makes plays for them or doesn't, I don't know. I haven't watched the NFL very much. I don't. He may be a great player. I don't know. But they're saying that he's going to be more historic. Remember, they, they were disappointed – because Michael Sam never could quite be good enough to play. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, he didn't make the cut for the 53-man roster, even though he w- they pressured uh, the, the Rams to put him on the team or else they would be deemed mean and insensitive. Of course, they just wanted defensive end that they thought could play at the level of the NFL. And this goes back to the being prettier than you are crazy. Okay? In, in, in sports, it means be so good that you're worth the drama. Okay? And, uh, and so – if you're not worth the drama, you, you know, I hate when people say, well, you know what, they just don't want this guy on their team. Well, no, not if he's not good enough. I mean, if you're good enough, then you can be his dream. Look, the Packers are even begging Aaron Rodgers to still play for them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so they're, they're looking. If you can be a great player, you get a, you get away with all kinds of, of things. But you got to be really good. And I don't know whether this guy's good or not, but they say that he actually plays and he is on the team and that he was, uh, he was a, he's a backup defensive end. Uh, for the Raiders, 
uh, and uh, and also spent uh, the 2018-19 season with the Buccaneers. I'm not making this up. This is this is this is straight up in the story. I'm gonna cut Greg's mic off. Uh-uh. Okay, Greg's, you, you Greg's, know, Greg's mic is off. Th- this is the okay. thing that I think he really needs right. to be concerned with. Instead of LGBTQ, he needs to worry about WIN. Correct. And you know the Raiders have not been very good for a while. Um, I think that uh, they've been somewhat patient with them because they knew they were moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in their new place now. Uh, you know, uh, the coach has had a few years, hadn't been overly successful. Uh, I think they need to get it together uh, in Las Vegas or you're going to see some big changes, coach, quarterback, everything. He's 28, um, and uh, Roger Goodell says the following statement. The NFL family is proud of Carl for his for courageously sharing his truth today. Representation matters. We share his hope that someday, soon, statements like this will no longer be newsworthy as we march toward full equality for the LBGTQ and then that plus thing community, we wish Carl the best of luck this season. Um, so we're not to the place yet where this is not newsworthy. It feels like we are. Uh, um, well, but, it is it, funny it, putting out a press release, congratulating him, saying you're looking forward to the day you don't have to put out a press release. I know that was. Uh, uh, I think you uh, should just. I do. I do want to talk about. about play football. I do want to talk about the elephant in the room that nobody seems to want to talk about. Um, how 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 is this handled with locker rooms and mm. and all that kind of stuff? Good question. Uh, I, I, I know nobody wants to talk about that, but I mean, don't they just let reporters of all different sexes in now too? I mean, it's just well, anything goes in the old locker room. Yeah, it? well, and I know there's been some attempts to to even change that because yeah. you know, again, it wasn't that anybody was trying to keep from getting the story. It's just not really appropriate to send a woman into a locker room full of naked men. Uh, but um, you know, if you you know, for instance, like we say, let's go to Vanderbilt, where we have the world-class onside kicker, okay? Uh, the All-American of onside kickers, okay? The greatest onside kick the world has ever seen, okay? So, or, or it was a pooch kick, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was a squib. Squib. Yeah. Well, it was a pooch or a Onside actually would have been impressive. Well, you're right. You saw this was a pooch kick. A squib. Yeah, a squib you know? I think yeah. a squib. Yeah. Like Poops a to me drive. is in the whatever air. This, whatever this a squib is running along the ground. Yeah, right? whatever this phenomenal kick was. Yeah. Okay. Sarah Fuller. Yeah, this the Sarah Fuller historic deal. We don't let Sarah Fuller go into the locker room where all the naked men are, do we? I hope. No. Huh? No. So, and we don't do that. Why? It's inappropriate, Rick. Right. And why is it inappropriate? But, but well, there's some. I mean, right. I can get detailed if right. you'd like me to. So, we, so if I'm a man <laughs> who says that my preference uh, for intimacy and relationship is other men of my own gender. Correct, yeah. So I'm on your team, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm naked, and I'm soaked up in the shower. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh, here wow. We are. You're really taking us. Yeah. Which that does happen after games. I don't know how to tell it you. It does. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. And and then then here comes my my de- my defensive end, and and he's strolling in here like I mean it's now a buffet in here. Yeah. I, I mean, but what what I'm saying is, you know, you wouldn't. You, you know what you would say? Well, he's not going to be almost made it out. I know. Hey, how about this? Oh, hey, I tried. Hey, hey, he's not going to mess with 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 these other men. Who's to say he's going to do that? Well, we would say the same thing, right? Not every man's going to mess with a woman, right? But we don't put her in there. Why? Because it's not appropriate. It doesn't mean all men are going to be inappropriate. It doesn't mean that men are going to say something nasty. It doesn't mean that men are going to bother her. It's just not appropriate because that's not an appropriate situation. Right. So don't you see how, whether you like it or not, and I know nobody wants to say this, I'm going to go ahead and guess that there are men on the team 
that would rather not shower with Carl. Yeah. And and not that they think Carl's a bad human being or that he's a threat to them, nothing like that. It's just not appropriate because that that wouldn't be appropriate. You know, I'm not your husband right. and, and whatever, so this is not appropriate, just like it wouldn't be appropriate for a woman to be in here because of the choice of intimacy. Right. Choice I mean, of I know that I know it. that what I said yeah. is actually extremely logical, but I also know it's not allowed. Yeah, but uh, but it just seems like if I'm out there, I, I, it's really shocking to me we're even having to have this conversation. I know, I know. So if I'm out there with a team, and you know what coaches hate distractions. You you write this down after this announcement. Every single detail of this defensive end's life, every tackle he makes, every roster that's put up. Every demotion, no matter what, is going to be covered in every detail yep. for the rest of the season. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, so we're back. 866, Bubba, we be Bubba, big as a number. Bubba. So let's talk about um, let's talk about some stories we didn't get to. I'm laughing at this one. This one is is, is funny. So we know that, that Jeff Bezos is going going to be launched into space. Oh yeah, yes, the billionaire race to space. <laughs> have you have you seen the story today? That's funny. Tens of thousands have signed a petition to stop Jeff Bezos from returning to Earth. Oh gosh, oh, golly, funny. that's good. So, uh, multiple petitions out there, but the front runner do not allow Jeff Bezos to return to Earth. It has collected more than thirty-three thousand signatures since late Sunday. When when is he supposed to go up? I mean, it was this month, right? I, I don't know. You know, I it's and a, Friday, if I'm not mistaken, the twenty fifth is when the uh, report on the UFOs is supposed to come out. Oh, right. full disclosure, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but here's what I don't get. Isn't Bezos like a, a raging lib? Well, most of them are. Well, I know, but it's, but what's interesting is some of these people that are doing this, one of the reasons they don't want him to return is they say billionaires should not exist. Oh yeah. That's that bunch. This it's mad it's that bunch. Well, I hate to tell you, if he wasn't a billionaire, he wouldn't be leaving to begin with. No. Uh, Bubba, we have John standing by. Do you remember John who told us when he he, he decided to do a road trip with his family, but he didn't count the cost? Yeah, <laughs> yes. And he was yes. Ta- matter of fact, I have wanted a, updates. Yeah, I have a a friend of mine that's about to do this, and and he said that he's listened to the podcast archive of that conversation. He's at the last time he told me to listen to it three times, and uh, he said because he realizes this guy he is telling him what he's about to encounter. And uh, Jeff, uh, how how's the road trip going, buddy? Well, hey, Rick, you need to tell your buddy that um, that this is going to give him a prime time to work on his sanctification. <laughs> <laughs> How long you been out there, Jeff? I mean, I, all right. Uh, well, it's John. but Oh, John. Um, I'm sorry. But, yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, so we left on the 6th of this month, and I'm um, coming back on the 27th. So oh, my goodness. I'm in the, I'm in the thick of it. Um, yeah, 16 states in 21 days will let you know where you're at with, with John, Jesus. Um, John. So, again, John, uh, set, my wife, set up. What, what my are wife, you in uh, exactly? All right, so I'm pulling. I have a Toyota Tundra. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has 144,000 miles on it. Check engine light came on during the trip, so that was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
and pulling a 23-foot pull behind. Um, I asked my wife two days ago on Father's Day I was, as I was driving for eight hours in, in the truck um, <laughs> with the kids in the back seat. I said, hey, I said, I know you're not Jesus, but if you were, what would you rate my sanctification <laughs> on this trip? And she said, I'll give you a solid B+. Plus. I said, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take that B+, <laughs> plus right now. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll and, take it. And what's the family size again? Who all is with you? All right, I got a, 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 a son. He just turned ten yesterday, mm. and uh, have a nine-year-old who is um, who is a spit spitfire. Ooh, yeah, he's all we want. So um, that's been that's been great. Um, hey, uh, you need to tell Coach too, Rick, that a purple worm yep. doesn't work in Utah. It doesn't work in Iowa, and I don't expect <laughs> it to work in Oklahoma when we go to the stock market. <laughs> not working. So you're not catching any fish. I, it, I mean, no. Yeah, who would have no, thought walking I mean, up on a body of water that you know nothing about and just throwing in the direction of water might not yield fish? Well, I mean, you know, I said, well, hey, I'm going to buy a purple worms before I leave Nashville because this is what Coach uses. He says they work. Yep. They don't work. Mm. Yeah, we know what he'd we, say right now, Je- John, his presentation. You, you got you to gotta yeah. check with the locals. Yeah, you, your presentation's The off. locals know more than anybody. Yeah, so yeah. What, yeah. what was the biggest surprise? Because I know you pictured in your mind I bet you and your wife sat around smiled and pondered about this. Because the thing about these kind of trips that is so much fun is before they're actually happening. Because at that point, you, okay. still, you still have the delusion of how it's going to go, and you're kind of excited about it. And you think, and you start picturing your mind like you picture yourself at the Grand Canyon and how awesome that's going to be. You picture yourself seeing all this beautiful landscape and all this. So tell me how, how that came crashing down. Well, I'll try to run through as quick as I can. I know we're about done, but... Uh, before we left for the trip, my wife gave me two tubs that were 12 inches by 6 inches and said, hey, every article of clothing you're going to wear for the next 21 days goes in these two tubs. Mm. So wow. that that was fun. She told me about four days ago, she said, hey, I've only washed one pair of your underwear in a week. And I was like, well, I hadn't, didn't have enough space. So I've been wearing them inside out every other day. Oh, <laughs> um, John. So that's been fun. <laughs> um, and I, I will tell you this, though. Like going and see the sights, there's nothing better. Yes, yeah, like, I don't know what people out west are so torn up about why they're wanting to move to where we're at in the country. Like you got the same day every day. It's like 95 degrees, completely sunny, beautiful. Um, but I'll tell you, we've met tons of people from California who are no longer in California. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're losing seats I, I, in Congress. Yeah. Oh, there's there's nothing like the South though, y'all. I mean, this this lady yesterday, she or two days ago. I don't even remember what state it was, but we were in a gift shop, and she was talking to a lady and said, hey, uh, she was, she said, y'all. She said, hey, I apologize. I shouldn't say y'all. I should say you all. I turned around real quick and said, hey, no, no, no. You can say y'all all you want. Mm-hmm. And um, she knew exactly, you know, where, where I was yeah. from after I said that. But all right, let me ask the you this, John. situation, of course, uh, we went over that, but the clothes, and then Ugh. it's hotter than two squirrels doing whoopee in a wool sock out here. <laughs> but, uh, so out, but it's a dry heat. Yeah, it's 106, so it's dry heat. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me ask you this, John, because we all have, you know, we're, we're dads of, of many, so we've all done the, the trips. Are you doing that dad thing where you keep asking your boys, hey, this is great, isn't it? Hey, guys, isn't this awesome? Because oh. you have to do that because yeah. you're thinking, for the love of all, it's good. Please let this be a good experience for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if, but if I answer one more what-if question, I mean, I, I don't know how many times we answer the question when we're walking by a mountain. Hey, Dad, what if this mountain just fall fell on top of us? I'm like, well, I'd be with Jesus, so right. I'd be fine, you know. 
So, uh, but I, I've answered more what if questions you can shake a stick at. So, have you got it down though? Do you think since you've been out there so long, you've you've kind of got your routine down? No. <laughs> so still let me learning. Ask, let me ask you this, John. Where are you calling us from right now? Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I I walked away from the camper because um, everybody's expecting breakfast right now. I called you guys earlier, but then my wife started calling me, wanting to go on a walk, so I had to hang up. Yeah. So now I'm about 200 yards from the trailer. I'm just keeping my eye on it the whole time. So is your family enjoying this? And when you get back, will you consider another trip? Oh, that's a great question. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're they're having a great time. I'm having a great time other than the camping part and and all the driving. I've driven uh, 4,200 miles, and uh, we go to the Grand Canyon tomorrow. So from the Grand Canyon back to Hendersonville, Gallatin area of Tennessee, it's a little over 1,600 miles. So, oh, boy. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, mm, that's going to be a long three days. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> it, it, have I, you know what you get? You're going to get Super Dad Award. I mean, I mean you, you're doing the Super Dad thing, and you're taking your family on an adventure. There's nothing better than a dad on an adventure with his family, and, and there's nothing quite as funny as it either. And we and we spawn well, many. Stuff. Update when I get back. Y'all update when I get back to Nashville in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Give us a buzz when you get settled back. Yeah, I'd say give us a, right. a buzz maybe next week. Let us know how. Yeah, it's going. let us know how it's going, right. John. Well, my my wife is my wife is actually buzzing me right now, so I got to go. All right, see you, John. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba.